Hey, what's up, psychos? How you doing, man? This is Dylan Paladino, and this is my podcast, We're All Psychos. How are you? How you feeling? You know, how you doing? Have you checked in with yourself today? I hope you have, man. I hope you're taking care of yourself. All right? I truly do. Okay? Because if you're listening, oh, shit, just moved a file into an external hard drive and didn't know the sound was on. Anyway, um... Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a good Wednesday so far. Dude, today we got return guest Mike Kelton. I'm so stoked about it. Uh, We recorded it today. It's Tuesday. Uh, This shit, it's like two hours and 15 minutes of just fucking fun, man. We get real for a little bit, but it's fun, dude. He makes me laugh so hard. I love this dude. Uh, He's one of the funniest guys ever, just off the cuff. I I, I love him. There's, there's, There's nothing else I can say but that. Um... I hope you enjoy, all right? Find them online. Uh, and uh, if you haven't rated and reviewed the show, uh, please do that. Um, we haven't gotten a review in like a week or two, something like that. And you know, it would make me feel nice to get one, you know? And it's going to help the show or tell a friend, whatever you got to do, okay? Let's keep this empire growing. Let's keep this podcast growing. Some of you I haven't heard from you in a while, but I know you're still listening. Shout out to all the day ones. Shout out to the new people. Fucking just shout out to anyone, okay? As long as you're not like murdering people and shit, like hell yeah, dude, keep doing it, all right? Okay, man, lost, lost the lost steam at the end of that. Really, I mean, it's nine o'clock, and I'm not gonna lie, it's your boy's tired, okay? But it's all right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go make something to eat, and I'm gonna chill out. Maybe try to. You know, play piano. I don't know, dude. I fucking have ADD. Okay, anyway. <laughs> without further ado, hear the words you love to hear. Please welcome Mike Kelton. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We're all psychos. With Dylan Paladino. Oh my god! Okay, we started. We're here. It's, it's so easy. Mike Kelton, one of my Dylan. truly favorite people in the world, and I know a lot of people probably say this to you, but the even though we have lazy edge today, we have was, a little. Well, we had, well, we had coming in, and then we saw each other, uh-huh. and the energy's now energy through the roof, chaotic and but chaotic like good edge. chaotic energy. It's good chaotic energy, and um. I love you, dude. I'm so happy yeah, you're here. You it's too. so good to see you. you it's really great. good to see you too. I even on text the other day, I was like, so we were trying to figure out like when we we're gonna do this. <laughs> so we're like, are we gonna do a resume? We're gonna do it in person. And Mike's like, can I be honest? Like, I'm feeling like maybe I don't want to come, but like, what about eleven? And I go, I'm go, it's perfect. And he, and then we just like went back and forth. We we're like, we vibe. He's like, we vibe. We and vibe. Then we, can I tell you? The way that I talk with you on text, uh-huh. you're the only person I talk like with that. Are you serious? I like just get into another zone where I just go, where I go, babe, energy, vibe. It just like feels right. Because we are, we're on the same page. Oh, we you are, under, yes. We can say one word and it's like a full paragraph for exactly. people. You, we, and you just, mm-hmm. you don't even have to say the full word. You say half the word. <laughs> and you just go, you go obs and I go, he means obsessed. It's perfect. We're on the same level. <laughs> it's so true. I don't even think about that. It's great. Some people don't. Vibe. I just it really is. Mm-hmm. And the dude, the older you get, the more the more people you meet, you start to trust that vibe much quicker. Hundo. To where you meet someone and you're like, I just don't feel it just doesn't feel right. You're like, I right, I gotta just go with that. Because Hundo. certain people you meet and immediately you're like, Oh, this is great. 
or you're like, why am I, why do I really like this person already? I just met them. Mm-hmm. And then other people, you're like, I don't know what it is, dude. I and you try don't. and you try and it's oh. like, it's never going to happen. And you try harder. Because yes. the, the worst thing is when you meet someone, you're like, something's off. I'm going to really go for it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, I love your shirt. And they're like, get the fuck away. And you're like, <laughs> okay, weird now. <laughs> oh, I really went out on a limb. Yeah. You or, always fail. That's Or they that's do the thing where they fail. go, oh, cool. And you're like, you know what's funny? Shoot me. That's, like, an- <laughs> that's Andrew. When I, fr- I was set up with Andrew three times from different people. <laughs> I swear to God. Andrew, and how long have you been with him? Almost five years. Okay, so it was the right move, but it took... Hundo. Or maybe the wrong move, you know? Like, <laughs> and I've been maybe, in it. Yeah. Maybe I'm just in it for five years. He literally, we met and he was like, I was like vibing. Uh-huh. I was like 24 and I had a big zit on my nose, according to Andrew. That <laughs> I didn't know because I like, I'm one of those people where I just have blind confidence. It's like disgusting, it. actually. Do you know where it came from or has it just been there? I think it's my mom was always like, you're so special. <laughs> you're such a special, you're such a special kid and she would never say that to my brother <laughs> like she was like Jonathan get out of the bedroom and then she'd be like Michael you do whatever you want you're special you, you, I think she knew I was gay and she was like oh, she was okay. like he's it's to gonna support. be hard so I need to be mm-hmm. like you're special amazing mom amazing mom yes and then when I did come out I was like oh I know what the special meant I was yeah. like I and you're right like, the bitch is special <laughs> Anyway, so I have blind confidence, had a big zit on my nose, and uh-huh. we're just talking. We were at this, like, friends of ours set us up, and we're like, come to this after works drinks. And when you're in your mid-20s, any type of work-free drink situation is on, like Donkey Kong. Oh, it's a, it's a reason to get trash. Hundo. And you're like, am I going to fuck someone? 100%. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so yes, here we are. I'm going to drink white wine. I didn't drink white wine at that time, but I was like, oh, let's okay. get drunk on white wine. And what, why is what is the obsession with white wine? Is it a different kind of drunk? I, is it like a sloppier drunk? Is white I, wine the thing that you drink and then go blow someone in the bathroom, or is that? I think no. I think that's I think that's rosé. That's ro- oh yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Rosé is like why the fuck not? <laughs> white wine is a little bit like it's an opportunity to be pretentious for no reason. Oh okay. It's like I'll have another glass of Zinfandel. Yeah yeah. <laughs> it's like. I don't even know what Zinfandel is. Like, um, do you have a Sancerre? <laughs> yeah. Which only reason I know about it because I served it to really rich people and they kept asking me specifically for Sancerre. Even though I'd already I'd already well, served them. Have, oh, no, okay. I, I had it. And I was like, I served them. And instead of them saying, could I have some more wine? Um, could I have some more? Could I have another drink refill? They would go, can I have some more Sancerre? <gasps> and I go, I would be like, yes, of course. Yes. Buttoned up. Sancerre. Napkin around the yeah, and then one hand. One, you're one hand pourer. One hand with pourer, a wine bottle, and then wipe the top of it. <gasps> That's very impressive. Yeah, I'm very impressed with you. It was, it was an interesting part of my life. Um, one time, an exec asked me for our business card, and I didn't have one. And I went to go get a piece of paper to write my name down, and they disappeared. They left. And they poofed into smoke. And I think that mm-hmm. was my chance, and I blew it. You blew it. Five years ago. Wait, what was the – the exec was like, do you have a – first of all, who has business cards? That, that's what I'm saying. I guess if you're like an injury attorney and you're like, you're like, oh, someone's yeah. hit by a car. Like, here you go. Call me. But I told her I was like, I'm a comedian and an actor, and she was like, I like you. Like, she was like, you've helped me out. Like, but what's your card? I'm going to – blah, blah, blah. <sighs> And I was like, 
this, you know, you're like, this is, this is it. This is the Hollywood moment. Blah, blah. Let me go back and run the get. And then she was gone. Mm. And can I tell you, I got a hundred cards made the next week. Never and I have never, never given one out. Of course. I've tried of to. Course. They go, get that out of my face. Like, I don't want this. They blow their nose with it. Take this, sweetie. <laughs> Good luck. Disrespect. Go back to Idaho, you dumb bitch. I go, I'm from here. They go, no. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. not with that beard, you're not. Um, I have a story kind of like that. That's stranger. Uh-huh. So in my mid-20s, I was working at David Barton Gym, mm-hmm. um, the gayest gym in America. That is the gayest. Oh, for- I remember I would walk by it mm-hmm. and just see just the advertisements in the like, The slogan window. was... Look better naked. Yes, and yeah. it had people like next to naked. So were people fucking in the showers? Hundred percent. Hundred. Literally, I had I did sales there. I had people come in. Like this one guy from Denmark came in one year. He was like in New York on holiday, uh-huh. and he came in and he was like literally like Danish accent that I'm not gonna do because like I can't, can't do, do it. it. Yeah. But he was like he came in and he was like he's like I heard that this is the gym where people. Have fun in the locker room. <laughs> and I was kind of like, yeah, but like also we have good trainers and like, you know, you try. He's, like, you no, just no, try. No. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I heard that there's fun in the steam room. Yeah. And I was like, it's $120 a month. And he was yeah. like, I'll join. <laughs> and so he joined. And then his first day he came back down like from the locker room. These like, it's the old YMCA building. Mm-hmm. These like elegant kind of like old school spiral staircase looks like in a castle. He comes down and I see him. He looks at me from across the room. And he gives a big old, I love it here. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this dude just got his dick sucked. Like, like he just literally was like, I came, I saw, I got my dick sucked at David Barton gym. And so did, and everyone else did. Wow. I should have gone. It was Calvin Klein worked out there. Um, Anderson Cooper, his partner worked out there. So, so what's the etiquette <laughs> You're in the steam room. And you don't want your dick sucked? <laughs> Not only that, because I have mean, to I think, leave the steam room. I, I was going to say, like, let's say we're in the steam room, mm-hmm. right? We, we just had a good workout. We're just getting a steam, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking, whatever. And then next to us, two men start to participate I mean, in it, consensual sex. It was a problem. Yeah. It was people would complain to the manager and she, like, oh my God, obsessed with the manager. She was always like another, another person complaining. The complainers were the outliers it was like it was pretty kind of the norm and i think it was like relics of an old school kind of gay community in new york where you came to new york you lived in chelsea because you were ostracized in other parts of the country so you could be free to be yourself and it just there was like remnants of that um and everyone was always like two people and we were supposed to like say we didn't but david barton jim is closed now and also if i know david and i'm friends with david to this day i could text him and be like did people suck dick in the locker room and he'd be like absolutely (laughs) (laughs) he's like absolutely um so it was crazy but the reason i brought up david barton jim is because so i'm in my Mm mid-20s i'm working out with a trainer at david barton and i'm in the best shape of my life i think i've seen a picture of that it's actually it's crazy. Like, it's really, really crazy. I don't remember this time okay. because it was like... You blacked out. I blacked out. My body was... Yeah. I had abs and I was like, what's going on? Yes. Um. So I'm walking. I'm getting a Starbucks in Chelsea. This woman comes up to me and she goes, are you a model? And I was like, no. And she goes, do you want to be a model? And I was like, I'd love to be. <laughs> she goes, She goes, follow me. 
and literally just blindly. Well, I think she said, she said, I'm a, I'm an agent at Click Modeling Agency. Oh yeah, I heard of Click, yeah. And I was like, she's like, do you want to come to the office right now? And I was like, I love it. So I literally like <laughs> walked with this woman, got my large like cold brew. This was your movie moment where you're like, oh, I am on camera. My life is a movie. Yes. And I have to say all the right things that don't get cut. So you're like, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, absolutely. Whatever you need. So I walk with this woman. We go like you're around like, the corner. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you're late. Mm-hmm. Sweetie, sweetie, I was waiting for you last week. Um, <laughs> so you go around the corner. So we go around the corner and they have this like loft office in Chelsea or okay. did at the time, I guess. And so I just like blindly go with this woman um, up to like the top floor of this uh, building in Chelsea and it opens it opens up to this big loft and I was like, it was very much like a movie that like yeah. Anne Hathaway would be and you open That's it up and you see say. people like clicking away at their computers, open concept and she goes, go talk to Margaret in the corner and I was like, okay, bye to you now? Is it like mm-hmm. we're done? And she's like, Margaret in the corner. And you're like, so Margaret. I walk over to Margaret and I'm like, what do I say to Margaret? Like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to be a model. Like, yeah. what the fuck do you say? So I walk over to Margaret and she goes, literally without missing a beat, she looks at me and goes, take off your shirt. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I d- not a hello, not what's your name. Literally yes. take off your shirt. So I take off my shirt and she says, turn around. And she goes, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go away. You're going to get real skinny and you're going to come right back to me. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my God. And she goes, no, 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 this is good. You're going to go away. You're going to get real skinny and you're going to come right back to me. Okay. And so I like said, okay, I put my shirt back on. I just turn around and walk to the elevator. And then the woman who like got like scouted me, she just waved to me like, goodbye. See you soon. And I got in the elevator and I was like, well, I got to go get real skinny. No, no, no. I was like, that was, that was You're it. like, I'm not doing it. Can I tell you, I had a, not a similar experience, a, on the complete, on the complete opposite end, mm-hmm. blind confidence where, so I, I did, I did a random like editorial for GQ mm-hmm. where it was like about suits. I, I saw that. Saw it, yeah. That was so amazing. It was very cool. Yeah. And this was right when I, I had just gotten out of school mm-hmm. and within the year I got this. So in my mind, I was like, You're a celebrity. we're on the up and up. 100%. This is going to keep coming. 100%. And then, and then mm-hmm. it did not. So now I you're was, in a tent <laughs> in, your, in, your, in your dining room. Yeah. Now we're, as Michelle Collins called it, <laughs> a freight elevator. <laughs> now we're in a, it, this is a freight elevator. Michelle Collins, absolutely. I'm obsessed. I also have a funny story with Michelle too. But okay, anyway, we'll bring I'll, that. I have a um, hundred stories for you. Yes. You've unleashed, I mean, the, you've unleashed the, the beast. beast. Yep. The beast is here. So I, so I take, I do the shoot, whatever. Um, I get the magazine, right? Mm-hmm. I go to the store. I like show it to the guy. I'm like, that's me. And he's like, whatever. And he's, he like, doesn't give a fuck. I go to Wilhelmina, the biggest agency I'm in done. New York, potentially in the world, in the at world. least in America. Okay. And I go up to the front desk and I go, <laughs> I, I go, Wait, I'm, hey, this is me. Um, I want to talk to one of your agents because, <laughs> because, you know, I just thought I would stop by and show you guys my work and like see if maybe we can figure something out. <gasps> that is privilege, my friend. <laughs> that is privilege. Large and, white man being like, <laughs> so is there an agent, you know? Basically, that's insane. And I was like, this is my mo- I was like, this is the story I will tell on 60 Minutes about like what. <laughs> <laughs> I was on 60 Minutes? 
Like that's what you choose is insane. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever show it is, whatever. I go. She goes. Do you have an appointment? I go. No. <laughs> she goes. And she like rolls her eyes like, and she goes, okay, can come upstairs. <laughs> she came upstairs. <laughs> came upstairs. I go to some random intern and they're like, all right, come in here. They get, take me into a random room, pull out a digital camera, Stop. camera, they go, <laughs> take your shirt off. <gasps> I go, all right. By the way, I don't, I just came from a catering gig. I don't look good. 100%. My hair is shit. Okay. Also, I have a random patch of hair on my back that I probably <laughs> would have shaved and mm -hmm. i also have a shit ton of just chest hair mm -hmm. and she goes and they're like we're gonna take some digitals of you digitals. by the way i don't know how to take fuck i don't know how to look good i probably look horrible 100%. in every photo it's so, so i'm just mm -hmm. like <laughs> you're like model <laughs> this, this model. around she's like one more and she just goes okay and then it's like we'll be in touch Probably threw the digital camera in the trash right after. <laughs> Burned it. And I never heard from them again, obviously. Because also, like, I don't have a model look. But that was just my moment where I'm like, shoot for the stars, Dylan. See what happens. <laughs> the fact that... Honestly, you got pretty far. <laughs> like, you got further than most people would get. You got pictures taken. <laughs> Crazy. That's insane. That's the... I've taken... Those pictures are somewhere. And then also, the only other pictures that I'm like... I. There's somewhere is this random guy for an underwear casting was like send me pictures of you in just boxers oh, and I'm almost positive not what you thought it was almost <laughs> positive he just was using them for this like fucking spank bank material a thousand <laughs> percent and it's just me yep. in boxers mm -hmm. like like not even happy just like you're mad like <laughs> and are you in like 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 straight boy boxers yes yeah yeah not tidy whities no yeah like not not which honestly now like. They've they tidy whities used to look bad, and then now some of my gay friends wear them. And I'm like, bro, those look fucking good. Honestly. Tidy whities are the thing. It's like it's also boxers. I remember wearing boxers in middle school, and just like they're like parachutes. They just get, get so, like, and also mine would go sideways, and then it would be like st I couldn't find the dick hole yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. when I had to pee. Also, did you put your dick? Sorry if this is too much. <laughs> it's not. Did you put your dick through the boxer hole to pee, or did you pull down your boxers? Pull down the boxers. Yeah. The, the, for briefs, what the I'll fuck put it for was briefs, the hole I'll for? like, and then, oh, like, you know, because you're like, <laughs> what, do you, what is happening? You literally, you just went like this. I need, I need everyone to be aware. Dylan just went like this to, like, I guess, talk about getting his dick out of, like, underwear. He went like this. Like, I need the, a zoom into, like, a cringly. Like, what? The fuck? <laughs> you have your pants, and then you also have your boxers. So you need to like open the fly, and then go in. <laughs> go in there, like what? What are you scooping out? To open it, and then you pull your. <laughs> Literally, this is insane. This is what he's doing. It's this, and then he went like this. That's insane. Like you have a fucking like like spaghetti hanging down inside a a hole a cavernous hole. You grab of it dirt. by the tip and you just pull. That's insane. That's honestly insane. You can just pull your boxers <laughs> down and pee. Well, if I have to be quick, yes. But sometimes I'm like, I want to pull it through the the holes there. I might as well use it. No, you just jaws of life open. Jaws of life is insane. <laughs> Can I tell you what I've been doing now? Because I've been wearing shorts a lot more, mm -hmm. and I'm just so bored or so lazy. Being in shorts, literally. 
<laughs> I just piss my same, pants. Same. I just go to one of the legs and I pull it up and my dick will just hang out. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm not Which, blessed enough to do that, <laughs> no. Dylan. Oh, come on, dude. Uh-uh. It's not. No, no, uh-uh. that's not my, me. Ca- <laughs> I would just pee myself at that point. I would just pee in my shorts. I can't let my, my dick shor- hang out of my shorts. That is psycho. That is insane. Every time I do it, I go, this is kind of weird. Yeah. But I just I just pull one leg to the side and just let it fl- flop out. And just... that's, that's, in, that's You're insinuating you have a giant penis. But that's not what the insinuation is. I it, can just pull. The, everyone listening <laughs> or watching is like, oh, my God. Dylan has a huge <laughs> penis. Does Dylan have a much bigger dick than he thought? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like. there. Yeah. It, um, what if I was like, it's, it's like his plant. That would be insane. The fucking, like, The pot. plant? Also, just so everyone knows, Dylan <laughs> has two plants in this uh, Michelle Collins freight elevator. One plant what? is, like, doing well. The other one is severely dead. Like, the other one is, is, so like, could it, <laughs> if you were like, what's the opposite of life? I'd be like, this plant. And you need to see this. Oh, yep. Oh, the dude. fact that you have it on the table <laughs> is offensive. This is basically like telling your guests, like, I hate you. Dude, that was a mint plant. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to water it for two days. And I'm trying to see if maybe it'll come back. <laughs> Stop, Dylan. Dylan. You think it's you think it's, it's far You gone? think this the, yeah, this is based this is like a fucking mummy. Of a plant. I think it's got potential. I believe in it. If you bring this plant back to life, Dylan, I'm serious. I need you to document this. If you bring this plant back to life, I will give you $100. $100. I will document it. $100. I I bought potting soil so I can put it in some... But you have to put it in there in order for it to work. This is beyond dead. So compare that one to... This is the other one. This one is... This plant... Arouses me. Yeah, it's called the money tree. <gasps> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking it. I love it. And I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I really do. Uh, the, the other one is, I should have moved it. I don't know why I didn't. I mean, it's it's insane. But, but cool. Uh, can Please continue with Andrew. The three. Excuse me. You know, that's nice. Three? Because, what'd you say? What three? The, the three times getting set up with Andrew. Oh my god, I forgot. Okay. Um, so I'm so sorry. It's okay. I keep a lot of people burp straight into it. Really? Yes. Who? Or when Call I play out. or when I play video games, my friends will burp into the mic and I'll be like, dude, come on. What do you mean burp into the mic during video games? Well You host you, your video games? When you play video when you play certain video games, you can have a headset and a microphone <laughs> so you can talk to each other. During the, the matches that take about 30 to 40 minutes. Are you serious? Yeah, and you have squads, and we speak with military terms. Like, enemy enemy dropping in, marked him over there, he's in the northeast. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> this is a real thing that you do? It's called Warzone. It's called Call of Duty Warzone. We talk about the different guns we use, and we, we, we change up the specs. Dylan. <laughs> Honestly, that's cool. <laughs> I actually think that's cool. It's also bringing people together. It might be really violent, but it is. It is. It's very. It's it's violent, but it's not very bloody. Um, it does bring me and my we my friends and I have talked more on that than we did before the pandemic. I will say this reminds me of straight men. Yeah, need a distraction in order to open up to one another. They do, and I realized this when I went to 
a Rangers hockey game. And see the way I describe it? A Rangers hockey game. And that's mm-hmm. how you know <laughs> I'm gay. Because I call it a Rangers hockey game. <laughs> a, a, we went to a Rangers hockey game together. And it was like, you know, we were sitting watching the game. And the match? Ice. If it's yeah. on ice instead of game? Game, yeah. Yeah, okay. hockey game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, cool. Okay, good to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Check. Um, so we're watching it. And we're like... Being distracted, he's talking. We're like, yeah, rah, rah, rah. And we, I'm like, how's being a dad? And he's like, it's it's really actually beautiful. I'm able to really learn things about myself. Get the fuck out of there, buddy. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he starts opening up. And because he's distracted and he can be, like, really aggro. He's not aware of his – yeah, he's – you know, oh, that's what it is. He's allowed to let out just as much aggression as softness. as softness, a lot of guys would will do that. Mm-hmm. That's why if you ever have a like um, a, a tender moment with a dude, uh, that's why a lot of times at the end the guy has to be like, uh, like I don't want to fuck you though, or like yeah. yeah, that that's where that whole like before when they would say like no homo was uh-huh. the guy the guy would be like I was, fucking love you bro, uh-huh. no homo, no though. homo, yeah, yeah. and I it's like wanna, dude yeah. I didn't think you were like asking to yeah. like fuck me. You can just be nice. You yeah. can just love one another. Yeah, you can love one another without it insinuating like so you're gonna. Blow me Blow now me? or what's up? 100%. Yeah. 100%. But it was wow. interesting. So I feel like with Call of Duty, mm-hmm. you're able to connect with your friends in a way that you wouldn't be able to like sit down and have a glass of wine and be like, how is everything? Yeah, you know? true. Guys can't do the glass of wine that has to be over a game, over video games. Hey, so what's up with your girlfriend? How are you feeling with everything? What's mm-hmm. up with work? And then you talk about that while simultaneously shooting a guy in the chest. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes it all okay. Which... Maybe that's why, you know, maybe that's why some of the best bonds are formed in war. Because the, guy, oh, you know, the guys are They're together. Like, we, were, we were in war we were together. In war. I mean, it, number one, it is life or death. But number two, they mm-hmm. probably opened up. They're like, in, you know, in their foxhole. And they're like, you know, my mom never really loved me. Loved me. And uh, grenade yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and the guy's like, dude, but you're a good. I don't care what she said. You're a you're good, a good person. person. Yeah. I. Yes. I'll be there for you forever. And like, that's. That's how they get there. That's it's, a, it's brother. It's a brotherhood. That's beautiful and also problematic. <laughs> like <laughs> it's good time. to say that that's really problematic, <laughs> yes, and we should yes, actively yes. change that. We should actively that. help men be able to just talk about their feelings without there being violence. Hundred percent. But the default, unfortunately, hey, at least we're moving from real war to virtual war. That's good. Eventually, that's good. You know, that's and good. And maybe you know, ladies, if you're listening, try to talk to your man. After a boxing class, maybe he'll be more open then. Yeah. You know, when guys are tired, that's also when I think they can like let more stuff because their their uh their emotional guard is let down because they don't have enough energy to keep uh-huh. it up. Guys like to at least like straight dudes, uh-huh. we, it's it's this weird thing where you don't want to feel too vulnerable because you think it's like a sign of weakness. It's a uh, it's a very antiquated. I th- I think vulnerability is like the most powerful thing. And my mo, all I want to do is <laughs> sit down with people, have a glass of wine, and talk about their past lives. See, I like, love doing that with people. That's too. all I want to do. As soon as it's a girl that I'm interested in, though, I'm like, hmm. Like I sent a very vulnerable. Well, not very vulnerable. What but do like, you mean? Hmm, like hmm, you're nervous to do it? Yes, exactly. Mm. Because as a man, you're like, I don't want to be like a. I don't want to seem like a bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like all these all these like macho things come mm-hmm. out of you. And I sent a text to a girl recently mm-hmm. who we were like we were talking and it was like going well. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it just like stopped. She was like having health issues too and stuff. 
like you should check on yeah, her. Well, I did. <laughs> I, well, I did. <laughs> like, is I was she like, okay? <laughs> hey, like, you haven't sent me a picture of your tits in a couple of days. What's going? No, I, I checked it in her a week later, and uh-huh. I didn't hear anything. I was like, all right, weird. And most people, I would just let it go, right? Uh-huh. But instead, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like be straightforward and be like, yo, I don't know what happened, but mm-hmm. I really like talking to you and getting to know you. Nice. Next time you're in New York, if you want to get together, I would love that. Love so I said it. something along those lines, and I sent it, and I was like, damn. This is like, this is so like, this vulnerable and like also like I, I felt weak doing it. And wow. then she sent back. Um, now I know that she probably meant this sincerely, but you, I read it and she mm-hmm. goes, "Oh, you're so sweet." And I went, "Oh, yeah, like no." I go, I go. Guess what? Not feeling emotions uh-huh. for a year. Oh, I'm fucking fuck. pushing it. To, but no, she. But she sent like. If she just had just said, oh, you're, you're so sweet, sweet, then I would have, it would have mm-hmm. been a knife in the heart. But she said like a bunch of other stuff. I was like, all right, sweet. Good enough. Yeah. But like, just for anyone out there listening, don't never say like, you're sweet. Because even if, because if you said it in person, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you're so sweet. That, I would, that uh-huh. could be sincere. Over text though, it feels like she's well, literally getting fucked by like, someone else. And she's like, you're sweet. <laughs> and then. <laughs> what a sweetie. Bye. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. So interesting. I think the dynamics with like straight men and these kind of like antiquated ideas of Mm -hmm. culture and society and the binary is like, is something we should actively work to change. And I think, I think we are getting there, you know what I mean? But I think it's, it's, it's going to be hard to change those things. And, and it's comes from both sides. Like, I feel like it's going to come from, um, you know, some women being like, I, you know, I don't just want yeah. a strong man. I, I want my man, man to be an asshole. Exactly. It's like, I feel like I went on so many, I dated a lot of guys in my twenties, a lot like eh, six or seven. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I was told so many times when I was broken up with that so many times, like three times I was told you're such a nice guy. And I was like, that, yeah, I know. Isn't that good? <laughs> I was like, isn't that a good thing? But it's just like, it's in my nature. I just like, I, I love people. I want to be kind to people. Exactly. I believe in optimism or I'm an optimist. And but like, also like that's, that should never be a reason. Like when they mention that you should be like, yeah, so stay with me. Yeah. yeah. But it's, but, uh, but those people don't, I think a lot of those people, even if they don't realize it, they are threatened by how nice and open you are. 100%. Because they aren't there yet and they don't know how yeah. to like, dude, I even had that with a girl where mm-hmm. she was, the la- like, why did you see that breath where I went? Mm-hmm. You were I, like, I just remembered. Like, and now yeah. I'm going to say something. <laughs> I'm insecure about. I'm insecure, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, there was this girl that I was dating, like the last legit girl that I dated about, I don't know, 10 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I remember we, I mean, this is actually, oh my God, <laughs> you're really opening up. No, and it's we were beautiful. Like, we were like on a beach. <laughs> Which is a beautiful place. No, I'm saying like it was, again, this is a moment that you're like, this could have been, like we're on a beach, Mm -hmm. we're about to go to the airport because she's going to leave and it's like 11 a.m., it's quiet out and we're just like sitting on the beach and we're like kind of talking about the relationship because we're realizing because it's long distance, it's not going to work out. This is like the season finale of Laguna Beach season three. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, And she's like, I just wish you could look at yourself the way I look at you. (gasps) And I know, and I was like, I can't though. I was like, I yeah. I don't have that in me yet. She's yeah. like, there's so much about like she was just telling me like how much she cares about me and like that I'm great. And she's like, I just wish you believed it. And I was like, I I, I don't though. 
and it's something in me that mm-hmm. like oh my god this is so real <laughs> there's, no, that's okay there's something in me that i'm like still working on mm-hmm. on it obviously getting to yeah and being able to deal with that but she saying that i was like fuck dude like you're right and i just am not Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, you're wrong. Like, I would just be like, you're wrong. Like, there's nothing, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, there's part of the insecurity about being a comic and all that shit. Like, it leads you towards being like, I suck, you know, I've got to make people like me. But I remember she said that and I was just like, um, I mean, I, I know you mean it, but like, mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I still think about that because I go, she was, she was trying to convince that she was like trying to let me know that there's a different way of thinking about yourself than mm-hmm. like what I do. And it was one of those moments where I was, and like I didn't know how to be like that open. But she was being so real with me mm-hmm. that, I like we we had to, and I just wasn't on her level. Honestly, yeah. she was just can. there and calm, and I was like, mm-hmm. I I get it, but I just, I'm and, not there yet. I think it's actually yeah. pretty great of you to realize that you're just not there mm-hmm. yet, which gives you the capacity to get there eventually. Yeah, and also I'll say like as a, a comic as well. I have had moments where I've had to step back from feeling the need to be funny because I was like, I'm just doing myself a disservice right now. I'm putting myself last in order to like be funny and feel like I'm making other people laugh. So I've had to step away from that sometimes. And for me, that was like a form of self-care. For sure. I don't give a fuck if people don't like it. Fuck it. (laughs) Well, you know what? I I realize there has to be a duality. For sure. In the sense of I'm allowed to have that kind of like funny self-hating self like getting down on myself like depreciate like self-depreciating de- self Depreci- <laughs> i love the idea that we're we're all depreciating <laughs> it's honestly we're, a good as soon as word. we're born yeah. we are all depreciating <laughs> you're born you and depreciate you better get him in the beginning or else the value goes down <laughs> like a new corvette and it's an italian guy obviously but like the self-deprecating humor you're allowed to have it you mm-hmm. are you allowed to have that way of thinking it helps you be funny on stage it like it, it is funny for on stage but you have to have this duality where every day when you're walking around you can't actively be thinking that way or you're going to become depressed and have no self-worth so you like have to know when to turn it on and when not to turn it on Mm -hmm. oh if i'm writing comedy right now like okay can i put the lens back on myself or if Mm -hmm. like i'm on stage in the moment how do i make fun of myself but if you're you know with your partner or just out or you fuck up or whatever you you have to learn how to not get as down on yourself or else it's just going to be this black hole that you continuously fall into 100 you know? i think the idea of comedy uh and people could contest this for sure or yeah. debate this but i think the idea of comedy a uh, certain type of comedy puts you in a position where you're the expert and you have the viewpoint on the world that people mm-hmm. like and think is yes. is is funny um but that automatically puts you in a position of power and you have to take yourself out of a position of power in order to like learn and grow because you have to allow yourself to be wrong, um, not know everything, not yeah. have a view. In order to have a viewpoint on stuff, you kind of have to know what's up. For sure. And so I feel like being like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good viewpoint on this. I'm just going to open myself up and be vulnerable and like a giant dum-dum for a bit and yeah. like learn is hard to do and right, a lot right. of a lot of comics struggle i think with this because especially right now in a time that we are culturally learning and growing it's like very quickly it's time for i mean white people to just shut the fuck up and listen yeah, yeah. and take the things they're learning and help i i look at it as like i'm i can take the things i'm learning and help educate like 
white people who are just so far gone that I grew up with in Westchester and be like, Hey, like think about racism like this. Like, and I, it, I can't be funny. There are no jokes I have for what's going on. Yeah. Besides those two people standing outside their house with the guns who look very, wait, look what I was going to bring up. No. Oh my God. I literally was like, when the mood change needs to happen, let us talk about and these people. I, and, and I you, brought it up. I met, you, you manifested it. Now, to me, this is... Okay, because, even though they have we'll, guns... We'll get back okay. to other shit, but this is so important. Here's the deal. <laughs> even though these two people have guns and, like, I think are problematic and dangerous, <laughs> this is funny. This because is, they are just... This photo. This is the one. This The pursing of the lips... The yes. fucking like community theater production of <laughs> Chicago, Roxy Hart casting. The guy there. with the how do I zoom in on this? The guy with the f- polo button down. I, I mean, mean, if if I mean this is what I saw a tweet this morning that go. made me Here laugh so much. It was like I mean the lips and no. the small little gun. Teeny, teeny little gun. The tiniest little gun. She's pointing, not even looking. And you this- know when you play 007 and you're like, <laughs> yes. I don't want the PP7? Yes. She got the PP7. She got the PP7. Oh my God. And she like, she's flex. Like, it looks like she's flexing. She's flexing. Like, her her arm looks mm-hmm. like honestly strong. <laughs> she has a pretty strong arm. Yes. But to me, what I'm interested in is the pursing of the lips. Yes. A lot of, I'm going to say it, a lot of conservative white people have a yep. lot of mouth tension. Yep. <laughs> it's it's here. It's here. You see when they when they fight when they go out without masks, yes. you, their mouths are tight. They're tight. I and can't I bet breathe. their assholes are just as tight. I can't breathe. Can't breathe. <laughs> You're taking away my right to breathe. It's like it's like relax your jaw, okay? Even him, he's oh. relaxed and there's about a millimeter of space. Oh, he's in <laughs> It's like he's sipping a teeny straw, you know? He's He's like, he's like, I, I'm racist. I'm racist. <laughs> and he's just got to, oh my God. And you know what? The worst part is she is more dangerous than him because her finger's on the trigger. Like, if you want to be like honest about it, it like, she's, her finger's on the trigger and she's not looking where she's no. pointing the gun. Of course gun. she's not. Of course she's not. She's like, how are my hydrangeas doing? And she goes, and <laughs> what did she, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say, sweetie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the pork chops, they're on the grill. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go. Like, it's, it's, it's a mess. Pants it's pulled up so, so I mean, high. if this was, if this was a cut from a comedy I would believe it. A thousand like, percent. The casting is perfect. A thousand percent. Even it's what like they're the, wearing. It's the follow-up the, to the Hangover Four. Yes. You know? and it's the, the Hangover Five. It's the Hangover Five. It's wild. I, it's you know the idea that what went through their brains <laughs> when they saw a Black Lives Matter protest, which I I have been to many. They are the most organized. They are like it's literally like if you want the government to be run, give yeah. it to who's ever organizing the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. People with like hand sanitizer, waters, everyone's wearing a mask. It's Dude, like they, they hand out peanut butter sandwiches, crust, no crust, also non-nut sandwiches, like no percent. nut butter, like if no you're a vegan, exactly. if you're, you know, you have celiac disease, you go, you're going to get a great, a three course meal. hundred percent. There's massages. In, the <laughs> fact that they think they see that and are like, I need to protect with a gun is I'll say it. That's the problem with America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that's the fucking problem with America, dude. It, it's like, what, what the house fuck are like? you going through? I have, I mean, they're so unhappy. 
They're really, really. Whoever really got this sad. photo was like, Iconic. there have been there have been certain. Uh, there's a lot of photos, but as a photographer, there's always probably that moment mm-hmm. to where because you know they like snap a bunch and then they look, mm-hmm. and when you look and you go, I got it, I got it, and then whoever he or she, mm-hmm. when they got this, they went, oh wait. I got it. I'm retiring. I'm, I'm good. This, I'm retiring. This photo should be blown up in that way. Could you imagine walking into someone's house and I'm they famous. have this as a 10 by 10? It would be thousand percent. I'd be like, how much? How much for it? I need to buy. You just eat dinner, breakfast in front of it every day and you look at it and you're like, this is the new American this Gothic. Go, this should go. Wait, this yes, is this the is new, new American, American Gothic. Gothic. Yep. That's it. It's like a sad, sexless couple. Who just have no idea what's going on in that, America. That's 2020 American Gothic. And this, I spoke Gothic with an eight. I mean, it's close. It's very, oh, it's, you should, and this the is viral. Lips. This is viral, honestly. The pursed lips. It's the mouth tension. Like, Why do white people have so much mouth tension? <laughs> oh my God, he got the same glasses too. Oh, Wait, he has the same glasses. And I'll say past life reincarnation. <laughs> it's got to be. It has to be. It's got to be. And as much as the people seem like, I don't want to say they Look, were she's for She's also sure looking racist, off to the she- side. <laughs> she's looking at the flowers. Seriously. She's distracted. He's head on. He, he's like, I know what I'm doing. But wow. she also has her probably finger on the trigger. <laughs> yes. It's insane. Wow. It's it insane. really is American Gothic. It's insane. Wow, I mean, what does their house look like too? It's very big. They're so yeah. Apparently, they live in like a McMahon. Like it's a it's of course comical how big. Of course, because that was also their privilege, being like people want to rob us, people want to come in. Look, oh my god! I mean, this <laughs> that one is insane with the screaming. No, <laughs> you have oh is there, is there oh, is video? video? <gasps> That's it. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Honestly, that that is a, that's a Trump thing. It's a Trump thing. It's like it's like I don't really have a point, but guess what? Here comes the head tilt. That needs to be a, a gif. Honestly, the <laughs> it is. Someone's really... like, I'm gonna be late for dinner, and then you just sent the meme of like. <laughs> it's like I have a point. I don't really know how to express it, but look at their something. house. I mean, are the people on their property? Not no. that that excuses it, but it, it looks really close. No, this is a sidewalk. It's a sidewalk. That's what I'm saying. Like, and also, why is their house so the close house, to the sidewalk? The house is the fucking museum of modern art. <laughs> this looks like, like a French, like 18th yeah. century. It's insane. Look at this vase. Like stone. What are you it's even insane. doing with that? I mean, it's insane. The way. No. Oh, they're t- oh, oh, and she's not wearing. Neither of them are wearing shoes. Yep. Neither. <laughs> 100%. So of they course. had, th- mm-hmm. their thought was, we have to go get the guns. Mm-hmm. It's so pressing, <laughs> we don't have time to put on. By the way, they definitely have house slippers. So they didn't they even have time sure have house to slippers. put on the yep. house slippers. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, oh also, this guy. His pants are a little long. <laughs> they kind of need to be hemmed. Because they're, they're actually high up, and there's a lot of pants at the bottom. Their house is way too close to the sidewalk. Way too close. Like, move they it back. They need to move the house back. This is this house it's looks insane. out of place. It is out of place. <laughs> it's also insane to me. It's like news. the protesters 
one of the chants is hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> and their response was, let's get guns. You know what I mean? It's like, stop killing us. And the response is to show up with guns is this woman's psycho. Face, though, please tell me they got a, a face of her like, keep moving. Movement lawyer couple brandished an AR-15. Wow. Movement lawyer. Movement. Moment. Moment. You read Wait. <laughs> it's keep moving moment lawyer couple. <laughs> Dylan's Wait, like, said, keep moving movement. What did you say? I said movement lawyer. Like, that's a type of lawyer. You're like, oh, yeah. Some people moving do. Moving violations. Yeah. You need to get a movement lawyer. Now practice defense. And some people are movement lawyers. Oh, dude. She is. She's really first, Okay, so this is their house. Wow. I mean, Wow. wow. What is it like a pool? It looks like there's a big like serving tray in the back. I mean, how did they even get here? Because this is the I don't even know. It's psycho. It's it psycho. is psycho. Is this like a, a? This looks like a tower. Yeah, there's like a These little gazebo living, tower. At, you know what? I don't. I don't blame them. These people are actually living in the 1800s. <laughs> so to them, this is what True. they should be doing. True. They're really. They're. They have not joined us in 2020. No. It's, oh, and you know they've they've someone said mask and they go, What are you, a fucking liberal? That's what they said. Is that what they said? No, 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 but I'm saying you know when someone oh. mentioned Oh, do you have a mask? Of course. And then, <laughs> could you imagine if they just any place they go try to get the coffee, the woman's like, Do you have a mask? And she goes, Excuse me, <laughs> she pulls out her PP9. <laughs> <laughs> Hands up. I, 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 Give me the coffee. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, it's also someone said on Twitter this morning they were that, like that. That's also an iconic hate. That is that is hate. that is that is hate That's right hate. there. Also, the um the stripes That's so illegal. He's holding a camera yeah. with a microphone, right? Exactly. And she's pointed it right at him. Um, it's you know it is funny because they're insane. It's but funny it's also because so it's so insane, but it's scary. so scary. The scary thing is the fact that you're marching to be like, "Don't kill us," mm -hmm. and the fact that people show up with guns to kill you is is right there. Well, That's the, the guy problem. In the background. He's like, he's like, I'll let my girl do what she needs yeah, to do. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? I want to know what like a conversation is like to like make the coffee in the morning. I bet it's like this. It's like, <laughs> girl, yeah, where's the coffee? It's right in front of you, Bill. All right, thank you're, you so much. Right. <laughs> like, this is him every morning as he drinks his coffee. He's just like this. Did you um? Did you buy a different kind of coffee? It's like, uh, is it Folgers or not? It's uh, it's <laughs> Folgers, and I put some of my blood in it to kill you, fucking asshole. Uh, yeah, okay, good. Well, it tastes weak. Uh, hold on, my jaw's locking up. <laughs> and they just go. <laughs> 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 FaceTime the grandkids. <laughs> yeah, they're insane. And guess what? They don't. They don't FaceTime like this. They FaceTime. Like Hundred percent. They turn it around, and they're like, "You can actually. You can do. You can do selfie. We don't want to see your face. Just look at us. It's you insane. Seen gun. It's insane. It's insane. You, this. You get off my property. <laughs> That's what she's saying. <laughs> Yep. I'll shoot. It's my God-given right. By the way, calls it God-given. Doesn't it's say the God. Constitution. No, no, it's no. my God-given right. 
It's really, it's really sad. Does my life not matter? All lives matter, don't they? She's wow, so upset. Wow, man. I mean, it makes me sad. I, I know it's like funny, but like no, I guess the more we talk insane. about it, it I does, get sad. It makes me sad because I go, you, like I I personally, I will stick up for the Second Amendment to a very large degree. Mm-hmm. But then I see stuff like this, and I go, you guys are are making this real hard. I know because even if they were on their property. I don't even know the, like the legality of whatever. This is just such an extreme this jump and an yeah. unnecessary thing to do. And you know you're going to be on camera, mm-hmm. which is probably why you did it, which is honestly probably why you did it because they knew they were going to be on camera. And 100%. so they're like, okay, let's this will get on Fox News and P- and someone's going to talk about how this is great and us defending where well, we live. I think the and- sad part, the reason I'm getting sad is because I'm realizing that as we talk about them, yeah, a lot of people would agree with us. But then you put this on Fox News and people will be like American heroes. They'll be like, finally someone's standing up and oh my God, did you hear that? That was God. That was God. That was the end. That was- and that God was being like, you're right, you're right, and that's really sad. He goes, you know, you know what it is? He's been listening to this conversation. Uh-huh. It's been listening because God is non-binary. God is non-bi. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I would say non-bi and used to be female. Oh, I agree. God's always been female, yes, and now God, God, God is was non-bi. female, and, and for a while she was like, you know what? In order to understand the other sex that I made, I got to go. I'm like, I'm feeling a lot more non-bi right now because then I'll be able to understand them more and be able to like. hundred yeah. percent. But definitely started as female. For sure. Let's, I mean. and I mean, God is a woman. Yeah, God. And, and God. transitioned. And I mean, if God can do it, then. hundred percent. Everyone can. hundred percent. And should be able to. It's, anyway. It's this, <laughs> for technical terms, for my LGBTQ listening, what, what yes. God did. God was a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And God has never been a woman because God realized that they were non-binary. And ah, so just realized the truest form of who they were. Yes. And is now acknowledging their identity. And we're all acknowledging it. And it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. And And that's for, yep. Because I I actually, I make a lot of LGBTQ stuff. And mm -hmm. I know that like, it's it's interesting for gender non-binary people Mm -hmm. or trans people, when you use, when you use the, and this now I'm getting serious. When you use the pronoun um, that is like the, from the dead name, yes, dead naming. It's dead like naming. it's yeah, it's dead so naming. It's hurtful, right? It's it's hurtful because it's basically being like I don't acknowledge you. I'm acknowledging like what you're yes. not and what yes. you lived a lot of your life as. But like so so God is not binary, mm-hmm. and I made a mistake of used to be a woman because God is yes, not binary, and we just that's what we leave God, it as. God used to use the she pronoun, and yes. then they realized. That day is better. And we acknowledge God. And we acknowledge God for whatever they want, they, they want they to are. be. They are. And it's, it is what they are. Cause exactly. Because you know what? Even God, the all-encompassing being, mm-hmm. had to take a moment to realize their true self. Because sometimes, sometimes, you know. It takes a second. It takes a second. You have, to, you have to get in touch with yourself and you go, oh, this is what I am. You have to push aside all you the things that society aside, tells you, know, you. You have to push aside the yeah. sun, making yeah. earth, the yeah. solar system. You know, they were so busy making the universe that they didn't take some me time. Me time. You know? And then they realize, they look in the mirror, they're like, wait a second. I'm not binary. I'm not bi. Oh, wow. I'm NB and that's great. I'm NB. Yeah, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm NB. And you know what? That was in um, 
that was in probably the original Bible that was lost in the Alexander um, 100%. Library of Alexander. It got lost in the translation to German. It got lost in the translation. You got lost in the translation. And now it's a Netflix doc called Lost in the Translation. And that's our doc. And we just go, that's our doc. It was lost in the translation. It was lost in the translation. Cut to, <laughs> and that's what it is. And then just cut to 45 minutes of just <laughs> different trans art and people, non binary people. And we just push them up. But it's like, that's the documentary. That's Watch it. it, guys. That's it. And that's it. And it's beautiful. And, it's, and it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And, I mean, and God just said that because I mean, wow. wow. That's, that's a little spooky. That's spooky. We talked about them and they were so upset that they had to say this is bad. And then we explained their identity. And then to close it out, they gave another thing of thunder. I, you know what? I wish in the Bible it talks about like, you know, Jesus returns, the Messiah w- mm-hmm. will return, right? There's a lot of like kind of, there's a lot of disagreement about Messiah came, Messiah didn't come, and I get it. Yeah. Here's the deal. If there ever was a time for Messiah to come. Oh, yeah. It's now, babe. Oh, babe. 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 It's, it's right now. now. Yeah, please. I literally opened back. up Twitter this morning, and the first thing I saw was like, new swine flu in China. Did you see this? No. Swine flu found and could be like the deadliest oh, pandemic. Search it. It's, it's like, if this wasn't enough... Two hours ago, China researchers discovered new swine flu with pandemic Hold potential. Hold on, let's go to not CNN. Let's go to BBC. BBC is a little bit better. I want to support yeah. them. Support immigrants. <laughs> yeah, support the BBC. Flu virus with pandemic potential found in China. Even and they worse. literally put up the, a picture of like <laughs> the, saddest? the saddest pig. <laughs> like whatever babe is, the opposite of babe. No, this guy, this is fucked up. This pig just watched his best friend get murdered. 100%. And you know why he's so sad? Because he didn't even feel anything because yep. he's lost hope for life. He's like, he's like, this is the way it is. He it's goes, very sad. And if you look into research, pigs have like an yeah, emotional capacity. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's really fucked. <laughs> it's fucked up. Look, we're all um, hypocritical and at the end of the day. I'm so sad. <laughs> I can't. I gotta go. Let's go back to talking about mo- being models. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Oh, but it emerged recently, carried by pigs, but does but can infect humans. It could mutate. What oh, is not a media problem? It has all the hallmarks of being highly adapted to infect humans and need close monitoring. I mean, great, fantastic. I know. What what an amazing, and it's like. We didn't even have enough time to figure out the first one and now the next one. If there is it, I've been saying this. I mean, it's so bad that every single podcast you're like, word worship is happening. I'm like, if there is a time, Jesus, for you to Jay, it's now. Jay, it's come back, come back down, come back. And if you can, come down and drag because it's going to make a lot of people have to realize, Hundo, the non, you know, Hundo. Just come down and let's like give us a little bit of uh-huh. of love. Like yes, we need it. We need it. We just need understanding. It's like now I keep thinking about like this whole like Black Lives Matter is an amazing movement yes. that is helping people just like educate themselves on things we should have learned a long time ago. Long time ago. I and mean, it's dude, like I, I never knew about um, the Black Wall Street. Hundred percent. Never heard about it. Did you know that That's Abraham right. Lincoln? Right. <laughs> Like slay, slay diva. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln met with four, um, four um, um, leaders of um, you know the uh, abolitionists. Right. Okay. They met with four. He met with four leaders um, and gave them like a truce in the middle of the Civil War when like it wasn't going well. And he was like, "Here's my deal. I'll release all the slaves from the South if 
you can convince everyone to get on a ship and go elsewhere. Because Abraham Lincoln didn't believe that black people and white people were the same equal, but he didn't believe that we should enslave them. And so he thought he wanted the white people to stay and uh-huh. to send the slaves, um, the freed slaves, to other countries, like get rid of them. And the they were like, no, that's <laughs> insane. Absolutely yeah. not. And so he like didn't make the truce to like release the the slaves to like join the Union Army to fight. So like as soon as they fought, then they would be released. And it's like we never wow. learned that in school. Yeah, I, and that's from a, a podcast, the eighteen nineteen project. Okay. Um, and it's a New York Times podcast. Is and it eighteen nineteen or sixteen nineteen? You know what? I think it's sixteen nineteen. It's probably sixteen nineteen. No, I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> okay, now <laughs> I'm just fucked. The 1619 Project, the New York Times. Yeah. 1619 Project. Yep. And guys, I just passed 200 is- <laughs> years, and that's okay because you know what? I can make mistakes. And guys, we are all allowed to make mistakes, and guess what? Part of this is educating each other, and also it was one number. Like, 100%. You don't lose. It's called nuance, all right? It's called nuance. You were saying ama- 99.9% it was amazing, and you got one tiny got little one fact one. wrong that doesn't mm-hmm. even matter, all right? 100%. It's not like I didn't read the brief. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I read the brief. I just changed the number. You just mix the number. Hey, you're not good with numbers. Okay? I'm not good with numbers. And so, some people aren't good with numbers. What are you? I weirdly at? actually am yeah. really good with numbers. I, re- I really am too. Someone will like, tell me like I can a six-digit like, number, and I'll just remember it. Same. Yeah. I can also do like quick multiplication. Oh, uh, I have an app on my phone for the alarm, uh-huh. and I have to do four different like multiplication problems in order to stop it in the morning because it's the only way I'll wake up. Because if not, I'll snooze it and go back to sleep. Wait, explain. So like. The alarm will go off, uh-huh. and then it'll pop up, and it'll say, solve this math problem. And you have to solve it in, like, 10 seconds. And then if you don't, the alarm will start going again. And you have to solve four of them, or the alarm will not what stop ringing. This? It's called Alarm Me. Excuse me. <laughs> what? Alarm Me? Imagine if there's thunder again, and God's like, I like that. I love Alarm Me! <laughs> Jesus is coming! <laughs> Alarm me! I always, my voice of God is always the <laughs> SNL voice. Tonight on SNL! Tonight, Jesus comes back! <laughs> I'm non binary! Get used to it! <laughs> okay, is it alarm? Talk about me? it at Thanksgiving! Alarm me? Yep, that one right there. Yep. Pink? Yep, get I'm it. I'm getting Wake up. Wake up. Okay. And it's loud, by the way. Andrew will probably be upset. He'll be upset. Because. <laughs> That's okay. Because you... I'm obsessed with this. Here's what I'm saying is, at first, put the difficulty at, like, medium or or hard, Mm -hmm. because some of them are difficult, and you're just waking up, and you won't be able to solve them, and then it'll keep... Here's the the one hack, Mm -hmm. I will say. There's, like, a 10-minute timer, right? Mm -hmm. 10-second timer for you to solve it. Mm -hmm. So, if you type anything in, the timer resets, because it just wants to know that you're, like, trying... So if it's really hard and you can't get it, type something. Switch, type something. Quickly switch the calculator. Type in, switch back. Type something again so it resets. Get the answer and then come back and type it. Now some might be like, "Oh, that's cheating." You're still awake having to do that, so it gets you up no matter what. Wow. Yeah. So it really does wake you up. Oh, it wakes you up for sure. There's another one on it where you have to take a you have to take a picture of something and then the next morning go and take the exact same picture. But I didn't do that one because, Mike, no. it has to be perfect angle, perfect. Like, per, 
Like, it's so hard to make it line up. That's insane. I almost threw my phone out the window. That's insane. Because it took me, I'm not kidding, it took me 25 minutes to get oh. it. So I was like, I'm awake now. How do but you also stop I'm it? Upset. Is there like a like an SOS, like, I'm, I'm done, I can't <laughs> you do have it? You to delete the app. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And is that the same with the math? Uh, e- yes. But the math, the math, you have a, um, a fail safe, which is your calculator. The calc. Yeah, okay. the calc. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a it little works. nervous. And some of them are loud. It has one that's really a rooster loud. that's like, like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this. Oh, Grandpa called me and left the voicemail. Oh, that's nice. Him. 87. Just had surgery on his eye. Oh my god. Got, got an infection. He's fine now though. But it's crazy that I just call him and he's like, he's like, you know, my sight's not perfect yet, but it's getting there. Oh yeah. My God. And he's like, I'm just happy. How are you doing? Are you in love? Every time. Are you in love? Oh, that's Dude, sweet. he said the sweetest thing you know, last night. He goes, um, he goes, I just want to stick around long enough to be able to go to one of your shows and see your name up on the marquee <gasps> and then elbow someone and go, that's my grandson. Oh my I God. I know, right? Oh my God. It's like an episode of This Is Us. Yeah. And I, that's I was beautiful. like, I'm trying, Gramps. He's like, Try and keep the promise, and I was like, I'm trying getting on the, the on the like seven train at 10 p.m. after a long day, just like tired. <laughs> oh my god, that's beautiful, right? Where does uh, your grandpa live? He lives in uh, L.A. L.A. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he's in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my grandma's is an exec, but for some reason hasn't helped me out at all. Okay, where's the sound? Morning rooster. <laughs> Stop, seriously? <laughs> okay. Now, can I tell you, I've had girls over and that go out in the morning and I have to leave the room to, to solve so you're, it. You're like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm sorry. They're like, your alarm is like really loud. And I, I go, like, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a problem waking up. <laughs> yeah, I need it. I need it. And that's time. It's time for you, sweetie, to, to get, get the hell out exactly. of here. I bring up some water and some coffee and then I go. You're like, here's a math problem, some water exactly. and coffee. Goodbye. Coffee, hope if you have to shit, go in the other bathroom. And Please then the get... other one. And then get the hell out of here. Because I have uh, a freight gonna... elevator to make some content in. To make some content in. <laughs> um, Wait, was Michelle Collins just the best? Dude, she just You laughed the entire time. For like an, oh, yeah. yeah. Her, her podcast and yours were probably the ones where I was like unable to speak most of the time because mm-hmm. I was just laughing. Mm-hmm. She was like... She's oh, she so... Was fucking funny she just would shit on me the entire let me see if i have Well, she's so quick she's so quick um michelle collins and i we tested for like an Mm e-show literally a hundred years ago and it was my first time meeting her and i had watched her on she did this like morning show on vh1 called morning buzz and i was like oh my god you're so funny and we like did the teleprompter together. We like tested together, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And she kept making this joke. She was like, she kept it being like, I have, I have, um, I don't know what her joke <laughs> specifically was, but she kept saying like she had like linebackers shoulders or something. <laughs> she like talked about her frame and her like her wow, stature. Megan's wow. Megan Dylan Stein. just pulled up his Instagram <laughs> and instantly it's like Megan the Stallion's tits. It's who's Megan the Stallion? Uh, that I mean, song Savage. I'm a savage. Ratchet, booty, haddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. Oh, <laughs> whatever. TikTok. And that's her. I feel There's like that Chappelle. song invented TikTok. There's Andrew. Okay, let me. Sorry, let me find. It. She's right here. Where is she? Okay. Look at you. The brand is so good. Thank you. 
Oh, I, mean? I wasn't dumb at 22. I'm yeah. saying the girls that you are dating okay. are Hold dumb. on a second. <laughs> you know what? Fuck off. Anyways, yeah. Uh-huh. Just listen to yourself. Hear it back when you play this back. Watch the tape. Watch my reactions to you when you're laughing with your eyes closed and how I'm even looking at you. I don't want to. I don't want Her face. I want to. I need stability. Look at me. I need stability. I'm exhausted okay? from you. Honestly, <laughs> truly, like, I'm exhausted. Oh, God, from you. like what, what time is it? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's, no, it's like I, mentally I do, sick. I'm mentally ill, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. Dylan. Yes, Michelle. Dylan, we're being professional. Um, I'm 29. Again, all the lights go out. That she was my knee so squeaking. Funny. Um, She's so good. I'm like 20. That's how we're going. I'm like 29. Like every, all she of goes, your neighbors just me. She out. does the hair. She goes, ladies, uh, listen yeah. to I'm this. 29. I'm 29. Oh, He's oh. in his beanie here. He gave me a glass of like murky water. Murky water. I take my shoes off. What's that murky? What's that? Murky brown. I just put Bible, I'm I put Bible it. in it. That's it. Pause it. I'm going to say something. What? And I hope Michelle's listening. What? You two have chemistry. <laughs> I'm serious, Michelle. I feel, I've, I'm an energy bitch, mm-hmm. and I feel energy. I feel like there's energy between the two of oh, you. Oh, we had real, like, I loved it. It did was you, great. Did you, she, are you crushing? What, I'm, you know what it is? She, <laughs> did you, oh my God. No, I'm, I'm looking at the audience because I'm like, you feel it too. If you no. do something, you should put a clip together of this and then this because there's something, there's uh-huh. some, there's some energy. There, you know what? So I think it's a close tie, but I don't, I don't know if it's romantic. Okay. I think it, <laughs> you're like, I'm still going to push a little bit. <laughs> cause I honestly do feel, cause sometimes as I know with Andrew, mm-hmm. romance is very similar takes, to contention. You're, well, that's what it is. She just like, tears me apart mm-hmm. and I'm like I deserve this you and deserve I'm like it. this is great you love it. I'm like I love it and I'm like she gets me rip yeah and then even when we I went on her serious XM show it was again she was just like Dylan like just the entire it's great yeah I mean I'm gonna have her back in the pod we'll have to revisit maybe honestly I, I should have her on the podcast sh- with this FaceTime you in yes <laughs> you guys both the both of us and I will read I'll read the energy <laughs> I'll, we'll rely on her and the jokes because I've been yes. spending too much time working on myself. <laughs> so, sorry. Like sorry. God did, by the way. Not being funny, <laughs> feeling good about life. <laughs> um, but you should you should do that. And I do feel energy with you and Michelle. Oh. I also think it's like maybe with you and like dating, mm-hmm. do you usually date girls that like like drag your ass? To a certain extent. The, the previous okay. women that I have dated, I think I was like, if they were too nice to me, I'd be like, you don't what's get it yeah on? like what's up yeah you know and and that was after in october that's uh-huh. what really showed me i was like all right dude as much as i think i mistake those girls for like fun mm. and able to riff mm-hmm. and and people can be able to riff but it's like if i was within a relationship and someone was like that all the time i'd be like i can't do this like of that's course. horrible it would you know? be horrible but in the beginning it's attractive because you're like you can go back and forth mm-hmm. there's good band, like whatever it's it's great mm-hmm. but i realized after what happened in october i was like i need to reevaluate what i'm looking for because having someone that just loves you as a person is what you want mm-hmm. you don't want someone to just be like Oh, I can shit on you all the time, and that's great, but not have any like real emotional vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I'm I'm now realizing that I need something like a little bit more in the middle. Mm-hmm. I can't like I need someone who's able to go back and forth with that because that's also how I operate. Totally, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but if someone says, 
I wish you could see the way I look at you. You're like, dude, like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? It's all, uh, it's like, call me by your name in yeah. a second. And you're like, this is real. Yeah. I think that it is a good balance, right? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like you and Michelle I should get married. <laughs> like, I just feel like there's something there. And I maybe, told her, I was like, you should come, I was like, you, you should come to a wedding with me. Like, you would have the she best. Would she would crush. She would crush at a wedding. Yeah. I, she would crush at a wedding. She she makes me laugh so much. Oh my god, she's amazing. There was this one time, so I went to her. Sh- I had my show at UCB, and I came in early. And she was doing her show. Mm-hmm. She had like a stand up um, up there, like a friend of hers doing a set. And so she's in the back of old UCB Chelsea, right? So like, yeah. you walk in, and it's like it's which it's is the best space. The best. We're obsessed. Yes. Uh, dark. It's dark. The best. We're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I the Apple ad. I look at the phone. I go. The best we're obsessed. <laughs> Apple. Apple. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be an amazing I would buy it. ad. I'd be like, I gotta get it. I don't know why. It's just like, it just walks in. The best we're obsessed. <laughs> and <laughs> like, cut. With that confidence. 100%. And then the glass is on. And then you just and walk out. And I'm out. <laughs> and I'm fucking out. Pay me, bitch. That would be, that would be such a... Iconic. They need to... Do, like, they take ads too they seriously need, Apple needs me. They... I mean, Apple... Needs me. Needs Mike. If someone has a contact at Apple, guys, send him. Send me send a them contract. A, yes, exactly. Send him a contract. You he, know what? Also, you put you something so down here and make it be an Apple thing. I'll walk in and I'll I'll say what I would do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? Is it there? Yep. It's like a book, but better. Apple, <laughs> I mean, guys. I don't know. It's like if a you book, need but a passport, better. but now you want one because <laughs> it's like a book, but it's better. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, I have one. one more. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm literally dead. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> And they're like, is it good? I don't know, but it's a feeling. It's it a feeling. It's a feeling. When I did I'm sales, dead. I'm dead. When I did sales, the sales manager was always like, he was, oh my God, I'm obsessed <laughs> with this guy, Nick. He was like iconic. He was like, selling? Oh, full body. Selling? It's emotional. When you sell, you're selling not only you, but a story. And if that story <laughs> doesn't connect, then you're not doing your fucking job. And it was like, oh my God. How many times has this guy watched The Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> <laughs> a thousand times. He is, I, he was iconic. I would, I would be like, I gotta go sell gym membership. Tell me, now. tell me right now, did he use the phrase, you're not selling the steak, you're selling the sizzle? Did he use that? <laughs> No, because but I that's, wish, that I is wish a, he did. Yeah. I wish he did. Because you're selling the sizzle. My grandpa used to be a salesman. He sold oh. printers. And he was like, he would go door to door, which is Iconic. so hard. Iconic. And you would crush it. And he would uh-huh. just be like, you're selling the sizzle, not the steak. And you're like, I mean, that's a that's a manual, right? You don't even that's need. That's a manual. That's your training. You walk in and they go, you're selling the sizzle, not the steak. And you go, what's. It's like, well, then I guess I'm buying the sizzle. <laughs> And you know what? I'm buying the sizzle, and the steak comes for free. Yeah. 
And I'm buying the pan, too. Okay. And I'm going to buy the pan, okay? And that dead plant you just talked about. <laughs> it's insane. It's selling is selling is... Um, it's insane. Anyone that does sales has to be kind of crazy. They have to be crazy and ultra confident in like a... Um, Borderline sociopathic. Borderline sociopathic. I mean, like, what? What's that movie? American, um, American Psycho, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's, he, he's a salesman, right? I, yeah, like financial sales. Fi- finance or something. Yeah. I mean, we already know a lot of guys in finance are like are, borderline. Oh, so, bat shit. Yes, sociopath, just like in mm-hmm. the crazy shit, mm-hmm. all on Reddit and the weird subreddits that are like girls like stepping on guys' balls with their Gosh, high heels. Like, step on it, crush it, give it to me. <laughs> Like actually, those, it's like that guy. It's that, it's that guy in front of his house. Yeah. It's insane. But sales is sales breeds the craziest people. You just have to be ultra confident because the thing with a lot of people is that if they see someone that is so like, you need this, mm-hmm. this will make your life better, and they just say it, and they can tell they're confident. Most like, people will I be need like, it. oh yeah, confidence is a. I mean, it's kind of scary how much you can convince someone to just be like. No, this is right for you. I mean, like, put this. Look on. what Trump did. I mean, <laughs> Trump yeah. is a Trump is a snake oil salesman, and he literally was just like, none of the work to get where in every all of his businesses failed, and it's like, hello, look at what he did, and and he was just like, no. I'm the best. He literally just and goes, everyone's no. like, or half of half half yeah. of America, and it, it is dwindling now. It's dwindling now. I think I saw the other day. The amount of people who disprove of him has reached fifty-eight percent, which is the highest it's ever been for any president. Which well, then Jesus has risen <laughs> because the only grace of God will be if Trump doesn't win re-election. Have you? Um, do you have anyone in your family that you know supported him? And how? Because I do. I do. And it's this very strange thing where now, um, I mean, it's someone that I love and I'm very close to, so it's like I can't. Mm-hmm. And and also I know that they're a, like. I've even, seen them do even you good just saying stuff. this, you're protecting them because exactly. you're not saying who it is. And yes. I feel, I feel the same. I'm, but em- it's this thing where you're like, um, they, I feel like now most of them, they're not. The only reason why they're defending him is because they're defending their choice. They're doubling down because they'd rather not be wrong. Thousand percent. Then they'd rather, yeah, lie that they're wrong. Than just admit like I fucked up 100%. because like dude, if someone voted for him in 2016 was like, look, I thought maybe it would go mm-hmm. a better way. I thought maybe he'd figure out he picked the right people around him. Thousand, I'd go all right, man. People like you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to say vote for it. You're allowed to even say, you know what? I didn't realize his rhetoric was so mm-hmm. divi- whatever. I bought a gateway computer exactly. in like the mid 2000s. Yes, and it was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mistake. I, everyone was like, "You got to get Apple." I was like, "I'm not gonna." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. What is I was like, "What are these?" You're like Apple, Apple is going to tank. <laughs> I'm getting a gateway laptop. It's like, uh, there goes your college career. Anyway, yeah, but we've now, all we've all made mistakes. But and now it's like, dude, just it's okay to admit and be like, I fucked up. Like, and I'm not even gonna make. I'd be like, yeah, man. I, good for you. Yeah. I saw, even when it started, Thank I was you. like trying to be positive. I'm like, look, man, mm-hmm. maybe he'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. And then even, you know, the first couple of years, it was bad, but it wasn't, you were still like, you know what, maybe this will be. And then like, and then it was just like rush. And then it just about halfway through, it started to build up. It's and, horrible. And then the beginning of 2020, it was like, just fucking gatling gun that's what happens when someone is in a position of power yeah the effect of their you know negligence 
comes later. Up, it yeah. doesn't happen overnight. It's yeah. like the first year of Trump's presidency was kind of the after effects of Obama. So For sure. when he was like, oh, look at the economy, look at all these look things. Look at black unemployment and everything, like, yeah. Babe, that's because Obama spent eight years changing structural things to get us to a place that we could celebrate these things. Um, but he then took the credit for it, and then we're starting to see the effects of his policies roll out, and it's literally caused, you know, the deterioration of the union of this country. The country's never been more divided. For sure. I would say ever. I would say the only other time is probably civil war. For sure. Because it's wild. What's crazy to me is I I keep seeing, like, conservative tweets um, retweeted by, like, our friends being like, look at this idiot, but they're basically saying, like, showing the worst pictures like the people on their front lawn mm-hmm. like this is the future this is the future uh that joe biden will create and it's like babe trump is the president now this is this happening is, yeah. now because he is in office because he has not addressed the the division in the country and not come together with like a healing unification voice because he's only like thrown gasoline onto a fire and we are now took a picture with the bible instead i mean of, like, if you don't watch that and you think it's disgusting, yeah, dude. there's something wrong with you. Or you're just completely in denial. And Which some, means there's something, there's something wrong, wrong with you. Yeah. I think like mentally, the person in my family who supports Trump, I I worry about their decision making process. Yeah, dude. Is I mean the person nuts? in my family, I'm like, you're on like you're unhappy. And I think if you worked on your overall happiness or at least like it's also hard man because a lot of times it's people that are older and the longer you live the more you sink into how i think about the world for is sure correct this is my this is the story i've told myself this is the paradigm what i think is i mean it, that's how your brain works it's your ego but like so at 60 it's a lot harder to be like damn not only was i wrong but I was really I was fucking really wrong. wrong. Yeah, and I and I need to admit that, and then just work on just at least checking myself a little bit. And Thousand just, percent. And I, I think our generation is much better at being like being able to check ourselves. I mean, look, our generation is going a little bit far with like the cancel and Twitter, but like yeah. that's also yeah. a product. I will say of everything that's happening right the now. The pendulum is swinging. It's babe. swinging, babe. Okay, and it's gonna find its way yeah. for sure. Thousand percent. And it's fine. But but it's also a product of everything that's happening. For it's sure. like, dude, you gotta. It's just and someone that says, "Oh, um, this is the future that Joe Biden's going to create." It's like, bro, I'm sorry. What? I don't think Joe Biden. Look, I don't like Joe Biden. I think it's like it's if a I horrible. If I had to have my choice of yes. Democratic candidates, he, he, he wouldn't be there, man. <laughs> Not at all. But it's like, you think he's going to be more divisive than this dude? And it's like the, his nature not is argument. not divisive. Like yes. Joe Biden, Trump's nature is contentious. He's like, I know better than you. If Trump were to pick up a ham sandwich, he'd be like, look at this. This is turkey. It's not. Yeah. Or he'd be like, it's turkey. Or like, why isn't it turkey? Turkey's better than ham. Like, I wish if I made a sandwich, it'd be turkey and it'd be better than this ham. He he approaches things with an I'm better than I have a better yeah. uh, viewpoint on the world. And anyone who does that is has an ego and is not curious. And like I said before, with mm-hmm. like comedians willing to be like, I don't know everything. Yeah. We need politicians to also come from a place of empathy and curiosity with, you know, everything to be like, I th- maybe, maybe I can learn from this. And then when I have the information, 
I can make an educated decision. But if you go into any situation being like, I'm the expert, everyone's fucked. That, th- that's why I think a lot of people, with the comedians thing you bring up, is that a lot of times people joke or seriously say like comedians should be more politicians or whatever. It's because comedians do the thing where they actively call themselves out, totally. admit they were wrong, admit that they're a fucking idiot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know this. Oh, I got that wrong. My bad. I fucked up. They do the thing that if more politicians did that, everyone would, would respect them more because we know that we all fuck up. Like, okay, if you were a politician mm-hmm. and you called it the 1819 project instead of mm-hmm. the 1619 project, mm-hmm. as a politician, you'd be like, uh, I'm sorry for that like grave mistake. Someone in my mm-hmm. team, da, da, da. Instead of just as a human being like, oh, I've I fucked that up. I said oh, the wrong bad. number. Yeah, yeah. I said the wrong number. Like, big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I still, what I was saying mm-hmm. is the important thing. But, like, everyone on Capitol Hill is so unwilling to admit that they were wrong. 100%. And you see it on both sides because they'll, 100%. like, they'll be like, well, you did this wrong. And then the person will be like, well, I'm not even going to address that until they address this. And it's like, dude, this is not how we need people that are willing to go. I was wrong, man. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I was wrong about that. Someone's like, oh, you changed your decision. Mm-hmm. And the person, you know what's a great thing for the person to go? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I realized I was wrong. And everyone has been wrong. Everyone's like, wrong every history day. History proves that we we have all made mistakes. Everyone has made mistakes. Literally, you every day. You have to be willing to admit that. It's and a human thing. It's humbling to be like, oh, yeah, I fucked up. I didn't get that course, right. Of course. Of course. But the fact that Trump can't admit that he's made mistakes is like, oh, like, what the f- he it's says people stuff. like that because it's confidence and a lot of people don't have that in themselves and they look to a, a strong leader and they go i think a lot of people go i wish i could be like that and just have that blind it's like a metastasize metastasization or whatever like a cancer right like when it when it metastasizes it's of you know you're talking about like having blind confidence mm-hmm. it's that metastasizing into a cancer that is rampant and overrun. Like there mm-hmm. is blind confidence that a lot of people look to mm-hmm. and then there's so much bl- that it actually is hurting other people mm-hmm. and actively causing damage. And I think that's what's happening with Trump where people are looking For at sure. it and it's like it's just gone over the rails but people still go like, oh wow, it would be nice to think like that or he's in charge, he doesn't take no, because all, all those people in their minds are thinking about some moment where they got embarrassed or they didn't speak up for themselves and they're like mm-hmm. well it's good that he speaks up to i really think that's what it is it's it's comp- it's got to be a it's all personality but i can't i just can't fathom watching the the What's bible happened? moment oh yeah i can't fathom watching just that footage and him like kind of walking across and then like figuring out you know what a bible is and how to hold it <laughs> like it's literally like it's crazy to me you can if you can't watch that and be like that's not the person who should be in charge then i i can't trust you yeah. i wouldn't be, get in a car with you mm-hmm. like i i just and that's what i that's what i can't wrap my brain around with the person so. in my family cuz i'm like even if we have political differences right yes. and those are up for debate like let's let's chat about it and read about it and discuss it you have to you have to come to a place where you look at the person who's in charge and say, characteristically, this person is unfit to be making decisions that affect a lot of people. Yes. And if you can't say that, I'm like, I, you're I'm my like, family. But you're like, well, you're like, my family. I, I love you as a person, but I, I, I need you to figure this out before we can, because it's just, it's too... Dude. It makes me so. It makes me so sad. And it, yeah, it doesn't make me angry. Like a lot of people react with anger, and I think 
that is because a lot of people say anger and sadness are two mm-hmm. sides of the same. I think a lot of that maybe comes from that because instead of addressing your parent, addressing whoever in your family mm-hmm. and being like, it makes me really sad that you feel this way because I looked up to you or whatever. And like, I want you to, instead they just get angry and they go like, fuck you. And, and dude, it's just, um, I, I, I still choose to be able to speak with someone who believes that because I, every time I'm like, I'm willing to push, see where you're, See where you're mm-hmm. maybe like reconsidering, like at least see what you're feeling and try mm-hmm. to explain to you, like, and also see what you're, because a lot of these people they they come from a viewpoint that I don't understand, and mm-hmm. it's important to at least go like, okay, this is how they think, mm-hmm. these are their baselines. But when General Mattis comes out, do mm-hmm. you read his? Um, so he wrote this like scoring. He was his his old. Um, I think was he def- like yeah, Secretary de- of Defense? Secretary of Defense. Yeah, yeah, General Mattis. So he wrote this article about Trump that like I mean everyone does. As everyone who Trump I mean, touted as Bolton, the best person yeah. for the job hired them against like America's judgment and and then fired them. Like his whole cabinet is gone. If you if you work if you work in a restaurant and you run the restaurant and you fired everyone in that restaurant yeah. In the time you work there, you'd be like, okay, you're not so. good at your job because your job is to lead and manage. I, oh, w- I want to say it's 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 very wrong, like long, but he does say he goes, he goes, Trump is the first president of my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, True. does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. We are witnessing the consequences of three years of this effort. Exactly what you're wi- saying. We yes. are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership. We can unite without him, drawing on strengths inherent in rural s- civil society. This will not be easy, as the past few days have shown, because this was right after he wrote this. Like he saw the march on Lafayette Square, uh-huh. and he wrote this right after. And so he was like, "We owe it to our citizens, to past generations, and to our children." But like. He, and, and he's saying, like, return to the original path of our founding ideals. And a lot of it, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like, the the ideals that we've worked mm-hmm. on to, like, uh, you know, update and make mm-hmm. better. But I even think he means ideals of, like, freedom, liberty. like, And which, mm-hmm. by the way, Black Lives Matter is about freedom and liberty. It's of like, hey, let's. Of course it is. So um, I, I, when, once this came out, I was like, man, it's going to be harder and harder for people to because, dude, this was the, everyone that the guy touted. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mattis, he's the shit. Trump has him. He's great. And then now John Bolton is like, he was the biggest. It's like, dude, how many times mm-hmm. do you have to have someone close to him be like, he's an idiot, and you still be like, nah, they're just mad that he... You know what I, I compare it to? It's not a direct comparison, but like, okay. Like a sexual, a sexual assault allegation comes uh-huh. out about someone, right? Uh-huh. If one person comes out, people can at least be like, well, let's see the fat, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one person that's upset. You should still investigate it no matter what. Mm-hmm. But people could at least be like, oh, I don't know. But then when 10 come out yeah. or 15, mm-hmm. or tw- then you start to be like, okay, we should still obviously investigate, but this is not looking good. And 100%. also there's so, like the amount of concerted effort it would take uh-huh. for everyone to get on the same page and say all this stuff. It's like, dude, it's so much. Yeah. And it's like, after a while you're defending like one straw and yeah. like you're trying to stand on this, like such shaky ground. I will also, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I honestly think, I think it's a bad comparison. I'll only tell you okay. why, because I think when people come forward about sexual assault, 
in order to even come forward, it's very it hard. takes yeah. so much. And there's so many systems in place mm-hmm. that make it hard for people to speak up because of the fear of, you know. Yes. And the, 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 there's a, such a power dynamic in that. So I think it's, oh, I think that's a bad example only because of that. Like I will say that. Yeah, like, I, I was saying in order more for the people one, defending it. Yes, yes. For the people defending it, it's like if one person comes forward, fucking like investigate that 100%. motherfucker yes. like believe yes believe women of course but i will say i in terms of like if you just look at like one person saying something anything if 10 people say it what the fuck are you missing that's that's what i meant. it's like yes it's i just yeah i just brought up the sexual assault thing because i was no, like you're I think, right you know, that, you know, that, and, that, and that's good to bring up and, it, and it is that's a, a one time different... where if one person says it and not no one else does you should no, you still, still be like look into it babe we gotta yeah, yeah, <laughs> we gotta, yeah, look yeah. We gotta investigate totally this. there's never a time when you don't investigate it should always be because because you're right it takes a lot more um bravery and it, it takes a lot more in you to come out and say this happened to me totally. one because you're dealing with how you feel about it two you're dealing with what the repercussions going to be am i going to get death threats what all this shit which 100%. almost all the time does happen have you seen yes. the epstein doc on netflix no but I holy heard, shit i heard it's like it's harrowing. insane yeah it's insane the power dynamics and like this goes into the systemic issues it's mm-hmm. like there are power dynamics in the country that have been existed for a long time because of the people in power have just made these things where like, you know, straight white men are able to do things and money just adds to the power. I think more than anything, it's straight, right, straight, white, rich. Totally. A hundred percent. Thing where it's like that you realize with this, like, yes, I'll, I'll never argue like, Oh, straight, like white dudes didn't Mm -hmm. have it at the top in here. Yes, for sure. But the more you look at it, you're like, Oh, it's also these just, well, mega rich people who just look down on us, hundred percent. And I think Richard Pryor was talking about where he was like, it, people are like, why does America not want to talk about race, or why does the companies not? Want, because the point of his argument was he was like, if we realize that they're making us fight each other, mm-hmm. and we united, then we would unite against them, hundred percent. And that's not what they want. 100%. So they they stoke all these flames of like inequality and try to mm-hmm. pin us together. When in reality, it's like, yes, we need to work on this, but also like. Those people up in the are tower the are, yeah. Which well, is why you, everyone was so scared of Bernie. And it's why people are standing on their front lawns with guns because mm-hmm. they're like, oh shit, it's finally over. And I think that's why a lot of like wealthy white people are shaking. They're just like, oh my God, like it feels like there's an awakening. And a lot, like it's not, Black Lives Matter isn't black people. It's all, co- it's everyone. everyone yeah. It's like, it's people that believe in... <laughs> <laughs> goodness and like uh, believe in anti-racism and the fact that we need change yes and people that are willfully and ignorantly deciding not to see that or or they see it which is worse well, i and think what they sometimes see i because i've seen from the other side and read what they're saying is um uh and i agree i think they see the radical small portions of like BLM, and mm-hmm. then they equate that to the entire thing. They see a couple people mm-hmm. go abolish the police, and they uh-huh. go, "I don't believe in that." And mm-hmm. so then they think that's what Black Lives Matter is, and it goes, "No, this is like kind of a, a movement that has no leader, which is, is good and bad in certain ways because you can't mm-hmm. point to one person." But the majority of the people are like, "Look, dude, let's reform mm-hmm. what's going on with police brutality. Number one, let's acknowledge that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way," I didn't for a long time in my life mm-hmm. because I'd never seen it and it made yeah. me feel bad mm-hmm. to acknowledge it. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not that. I was like, I don't want to, I didn't want to believe that there were people actively just because of how someone looks like treating them differently. Because it sucks it to sucks believe so that. so much. 
but it's real. But it's real. And it's like, I, I hear you too. I like, cause I have tons of conversations with my family about this and they're like, I've heard things like, oh, rioting and looting. And I'm like, yeah, for sure that has happened, but such a small fucking percentage it's literally of that. like 1%. If you were to label, or if you were to categorize your thoughts on the entirety of the police department mm-hmm. on the worst of them, then they would all be sociopathic, um, racist killers. Well, what's, what's happening Terrorists. when they go like ACAB, it's like, okay, well uh-huh. then if you want to look at everything that's going on and then say, those writings equal all of Black Lives Matter, then you have to be okay with these people going, all ca- all cops are bastards. Because 100%. they look at what happens and they say all of them are horrible. So it's like, 100%. it's the same way of thinking. So mm-hmm. you have to either make, also, you think people in, in England in the 1700s weren't calling this a mass insurrection and just riots for bullshit? 100%. That's exactly what they were. Hundred percent. So, like, I also like to equate it to. I put this post up about Pride, which was this past weekend, and marching with Happy the, Pride, by the way. thank you, thank yes. you, marching with uh, the Queer Liberation March, which was in solidarity and supporting uh, not only Black Lives Matter but Black Trans Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and it was it was coming together as a community to be like, now is the time to fight for another social injustice that has existed, and let's fucking get loud yeah. and gay as hell for for oh, yeah. our brothers and sisters and siblings and. What was amazing about the parade is Stonewall in 1969. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know why Stonewall is so... So Stonewall, uh, you know, during the 60s, there was tons of contention happening and a lot of Mm -hmm. division in the country as there is now. But specifically, um, gay people and queer people, Mm -hmm. of course, did not have the, the same kind of like, for sure, like protections in the laws as we yes. do now but just culturally it was a very different time for queer people yeah. and there was a lot of police brutality happening at gay bars across the country and when I say across the country like there weren't tons in you know Idaho as exactly. there are like there is a good amount now yeah. but they're mostly like San Francisco and New York were like the gay hubs okay. um, Christopher Street being one in the West Village and what was happening is police were brutalizing queer people. If you went into a bar alone and came out with someone else at this time, they would not only assault you, but arrest you because it was illegal to fuck up the butt, right? Sodomy <laughs> was illegal. So they were, yeah. they were just preemptively being like, I'm going to, they would beat gay people up and they would arrest them. Yeah. And this was happening all the time at uh, gay bars, specifically at the Stonewall, Stonewall Inn. And so what happened, there was an uprising where tensions built as they have built with Black Lives Matter and police mm-hmm. and um, police brutality to black people, black men specifically. And what happened was there was a, a riot that started um, at the end of June in 1969, where supposedly there's a couple different stories of uh, versions of this story. And there's, I've seen some contention online about this, but um, Marsha P. Johnson, who is a trans woman of color, um, where at the time they didn't even have the language for trans. Like they might've called her other things. Yeah. Yeah. And, but she was a trans woman of color and Sylvia Rivera, who was another uh, trans woman. um, Marsha P. Johnson took a brick, right? The story, she took a brick and threw the first brick at the police officers Mm -hmm. who came in and were basically like beating people up in the bar. And there's also a really good drunk history about this. That's like very, very funny and really good. Um, Anyway, so it started um, riots at the Stonewall Inn. And these riots lasted for a couple days. They were, um, they were throwing bricks, like, like looting and rioting and basically like beating up cops and cops were beating up queer people. Yeah. 
And what happened was it was almost like a stalemate for the NYPD and queer people to be like, don't fuck with us. Like finally queer people were not just like bowing down to police brutality. They were just punching bags. Yeah. Cause they had been for they a for long a long time. time. I mean, a long time. There's tons throughout history that I'm sure we don't even know about, you know, because they weren't reported, um, which goes into police reporting, which is a whole nother thing. But yes. um, you look at the Stonewall riots as something that was a changing point for queer liberation. A year later um, was the first Pride March where they wanted to commemorate the Stonewall riots by doing a protest. And um, it started, they thought it was going to be like a couple hundred people. It was like a thousand people, the first Pride March. And it was commemorated every year, the last Saturday, last Sunday in June. And it has become the gay pride movement, you know, which has not until I think like, when is uh, marriage equality passed? 2016? Yeah, decades yeah. decades later was actual legislation that passed because of this movement. But the movement said, like, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Yeah. We deserve the rights. We should, You can't brutalize us. Like, you don't fuck with us. Gay people were like, yeah. don't fuck with us. Yes. And what I think is so beautiful about that is it wasn't peaceful. It wasn't a moment where it was like, kumbaya, like, let's talk to legislators. It was a fucking violent... Well, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. If you're getting attacked as humans, sometimes the best way to get recognition is to attack back. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. And, you know, when Obama made Stonewall a national monument, it felt like queer people were acknowledged in American history. And it was the queer liberation. It was a part of American history, which is something to be proud of. And now with Black Lives Matter, seeing the police brutality on black people. Um, You can go into stats as much as you want. um, And you can see that police are treated differently by police officers across this country. And so the march is black lives matter. And I go back and forth with my brother about this, like some of the looting and like rioting and some of the violence, Mm -hmm. if you say that it's like, why do that? Because if you for generations have not been, uh, treated equally or have been oppressed by police officers and you don't feel safe, you're going to get fucking violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't condone... Yeah, I like, would never condone it like either. Property, like, like destroying property, but I will say there are similarities with um, the Stonewall riots mm-hmm. and Black Lives Matter. I'm not saying they're the same thing, but there are similarities and I think you have to look at any time in American history where there's been upheaval or change, there's been like riots and tension, yeah. tension and like, you know, this is kind of a weak comparison, but like look at the fucking Boston Tea Party. Those yeah, bitches yeah. were throw they were like fuck this tea, fuck yeah, this fuck boat, I'm burning the, the boat. Mm-hmm. When you when you treat people, when you mistreat people for such a long such a a long amount of time, if yeah. that's the way to say it, like they're going to get mad. They're going to break. There's going to be like a, um, uh, a, a spark that's going to ignite it. Yeah. Yeah. Your people are going to revolt. And so I, I think um, as a queer person, I have this privilege of, I think it's a privilege to be treated like an other in this, in this country. Right. And okay. I have an insane amount of privilege as like, like a tall white man, right? For sure. But the fact that I was able to, I know what it feels like to walk into a room and be called a faggot or feel unsafe um, for like a large part of my life. So I know what that feels like. And I can say that to anyone that 
walks out of their house and feels unsafe just because of the color of their skin, um, that's not okay. No, not at all. That's not okay. And that has to change. And, and, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I'm like, as a white person, I'm like trying to read as much as I can. And like, well, you're trying to, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing you can do is just even be willing to have the conversations totally. about it and be willing to be like, dude, let's talk about it. How do you feel about it? And just come into every conversation. Like I'm willing to let you know what I think mm-hmm. here, here are the resources I've used. Here's how I will attempt to educate you, but not in a, um, pretentious looking down on you way. Totally. Like, all, like I'm going to give you this info because I, I think a lot of times with people, they're provided with an alternate opinion mm-hmm. or uh, an alternate reality, really. Because for, this is a lot of, for a lot of people, this is a rela- reality change. It's not just an opinion change. Mm-hmm. It's a, I saw the world in one way. Yes. And now 100%. I have to see it in another, another way, way. And it's hard and hurtful to do that. And it every single time it happens, it's a gears grinding in my brain. Because you go, that's percent. not how I, I live life. thousand percent. So with that, I think sometimes it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. You present someone with you present someone with this information with thank God for all these videos and everything. And then in the moment they might go like, well, I don't know, whatever. But then there's gonna be later that day where it pops into their head. Cause you have to like plant that seed mm-hmm. and then slowly they start to be like oh yeah well i am seeing this more and now yeah you know fuck maybe i should and then it just it slowly mm-hmm. starts to it's i mean this is a really big one but even anything with like to bring it back to the beginning men being able to speak about their emotions right 100%. it's a completely different issue but if you like talk to let's say you talk to one of your like friends mm-hmm. and you're like look dude like i love you you're one of my best friends mm-hmm. but if you want to talk about something, you can talk we to can me talk about, about it. it. And the, in the moment, the guy, guy will probably be like, "Nah, dude, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Like, we're chill." I'm good. And then five days later, you might get a text. Yo, what up? What are you doing? Oh, nothing. Can I call you real quick? Yeah. And then he just goes, "I'm just kind of." Mm-hmm. And then, and that's the first step. And it slowly starts to. Mm-hmm. That's how you build a different type of paradigm like and reality totally and it takes fucking time and it's it happening does. right now and the only thing that's happening right now is people are like look we don't want we, it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and we're just gonna be very loud about you everyone still needs to figure it out i'm never gonna like people take your time but also we gotta change this shit 100%. so that's the, that's the only like they're two definitely two hugely different issues in in terms of how important they are however Sometimes it's going to take time for, you know, your father, your grandfather, whoever mm-hmm. to be like, oh, yeah, like maybe, you know what? I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly starts. So that's how I try to at least go into all these is go, I'm not in this to change someone's mind off the bat. I'm in it to provide them with shit that they maybe think about later. Because that's mm-hmm. happened with me. I've felt it happen with me. So I go, totally. if that can happen with me, that can happen with other people I mean, it's happened with, with me too. a ton. Yeah. I've like left conversations and then kind of been like maybe not and then i'm like maybe yeah. and then you think about it and then you like read about it and you're like oh for sure okay. oh yeah i think it's also interesting too i bring this up i i feel also privileged that i have a brother who is like you know straight he's a banker we have a lot mm-hmm. of differences but we also we really do respect one another and we love we love each other we're brothers yeah and i i talked to him about um you know, he's like, I don't know if all the cops are racist. And I'm like, I, I don't think every cop is racist either. Yeah, either. But I will say that sometimes you do things and are part of a system 
that you don't even realize what you're saying. And I was like, like you in high school, we went to the same high school for one year. He was a senior, I was a freshman. And he was captain of the football team, captain of the hockey team. He would walk around calling people faggot. Yeah. And oh, I, 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 I lived that. And yeah. it was a, uh, I mean, it's just different, dude. Yeah, back then. And it was like, it was said a lot more freely. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least for me, I don't know, like, it was always a, like a straight dude to straight dude mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, again, it was this weird, like, slur that you would just say. And then as you got older, I, I think back to it and I go like, I even I saw a video of me doing it recently mm-hmm. when I was like 17 mm-hmm. and I was just like damn Jesus I was just like ah oh god I just didn't like realize mm-hmm. like how But that's dumb what that was. that's I think that's you're willing to be like I didn't realize how dumb it was but you're willing to be like fuck I if I could go back I wouldn't have said that you know and I think my my brother is like I'm like you were in those locker rooms you were saying that you didn't realize the effect it had on, you know, at the time I was closeted, mm-hmm. but you didn't realize that your brother in the same school was walking around being like internalizing his own homophobia and pushing his himself down because he was like, if my brother's walking around saying this, like, then I, it's not I right for me to, yeah, I can't be gay or hearing people say it. You're like, Oh, well then that must mean, Oh, th- th- this is wrong. I was right. This is gotta, wrong. gotta hundred percent. And I think it's like, you know, again, I don't, I don't think being queer is, is is at all the same experience as being black, but I do think that you, you, you can, can say help you understand. I can help yes. you understand. I do think that you can say uh, he didn't realize, and I'm pretty sure there are police officers who, in the locker room or walking around mm-hmm. locker room talk, will say things that they don't realize, and I'm sure that adds to an environment that makes it okay for certain things to happen, it's which his, are problematic. It's his brotherhood shit, and and it's like. If you're part of a team and someone on your team does something bad, sometimes you almost feel less inclined to say something because you don't want to like fuck everything up of or course. get in trouble. And I will say again, not to let any of the cops that saw something bad happen and not say anything off the hook, it's even more important that you go after the chiefs and the people in charge because we have now like examples of mm-hmm. someone trying to call someone out and then that person who called them out getting fired. And removed because they're like snitching, and it's like no, thousand dude, percent. We're trying to like enforce the law in the. Be- mm-hmm. We don't want no cop wants the public to hate them. Mm-hmm. They oh, want of course. Them, they want to just be able to help and and get through with it. Like that's why most of them started off in the first place. They're uh-huh. trying to help, and to then it get muddied with all these shitty like it's thousand percent. Yeah, but I think I really do think these conversations. And with family and other people yeah. are will lead to a better understanding to bring us all to a place where we can we can then look at the same thing because I do think we're living in two different realities right it's now, completely different. Reality. And if we can if we can you know take this chart and merge, merge it together it. <laughs> and say let's look, let's all look, and it's it's scary and it sucks. It's like you just have to swallow your pride and your ego and be 100%. like, this is the reality. Let's see it for what it is. Let's acknowledge it and try and make it better. Let's all do our best to do that. Um, I, as an optimist and as a spiritual person, Agreed. I believe that we can get to a better place. But it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna take people like Donald Trump not being in office because yeah, he's sure. he's he's not someone who's living in. He's not gonna. His reality is different than everyone else's. Everyone actually, else's reality, which and, is cray cray. I mean, dude, it's like 
I personally don't like to talk about him too much because it's like this triggering thing for both people on the left and the right because the right is ready to, or people who support him are ready to be like, oh, here's someone bashing him again. And it's like, no, dude. And me bashing him at the end of the day does not make me go, you're a bad person. Anyone mm-hmm. listening who gets it, go, I go, I'm sure I would meet you and would be able to have a conversation and have shared differences and maybe even talk about this shit and be like, oh, I understand you a little bit more and you, whatever. Each person I'm willing to come in and talk to. Hundo. But when, dude, he tweet when he retweets a guy in a golf cart saying <laughs> white power, it's like, how much rope are we going to give this fool? You know at, what I mean? At this point, I... Uh, I <laughs> I have a lack of confidence in people that support him that they could see anything. Like I, it's like that black mirror episode where they had the prime minister fuck a pig. (laughs) Do you see that? Like I, I keep thinking, I'm like, if a video came out of Donald Trump fucking a pig, would, would people be like, yeah, but you know, pigs might have a lot of emotional intelligence. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it would be. I it's, don't know what it would be. Especially now with everything that's happening right now. There's just so much shit going on that people are just completely... I mean, dude, <laughs> I was I was talking about this before a couple weeks ago. People on Twitter outed Lindsey Graham, and mm-hmm. two days later, everyone forgot about it. I know. Everyone forgot about Lady G. I know. And But like... <laughs> I know. Multiple people were like, yeah, we've had set. And it's- well, that's the problem with the news today is so, so, so horrible fast. that it's like, oh, on to the next. On to like, the next. I would love to look at like a CNN uh, thing from like, you know, 2005 and be like, what were they, what were they talking, what were about? They talking about? They're like, um, the I can't t- believe the tide, the- is, the tide is high. The tide. <laughs> We've got high tide. I've got high tide. He's, he's looking at the. He's like, what else do I say? What else do I say? There's, there's fish. There's, um, there's the fish. Iraq. Some fish. Yeah. will die. Some fish will. Uh, Bush said something kind of funny. Yeah, it's um, like yeah. you know, Bush is painting Bush again. Is pa- <laughs> it's like, it's it's so crazy. There's so much news. There's so much to digest. Um, it's so volatile, um, and it's hard as a human to just like wake up. You know. Oh, I try and, not to go on it anymore. Like. I I keep saying this like I, you know catching up with people after like during this pandemic and mm-hmm. everything that's happening um, when people are like how are you I'm like depressed and if <laughs> you're not you're a sociopath yeah yeah you're yeah if you're not feeling not good something's wrong with you right yeah, now yeah dude if you're not like at the end of the day just being like what the fuck am I gonna do like every if day? you're not overwhelmed with like the current state of things no matter what you believe in politically mm-hmm. there's so- you're you're not paying attention. You're, you're, you're not Leto awake. And you're on a retreat. And <laughs> 100%. You, yeah, and you come back and you're like, what's happening? What was that Burning Man? And that? Everything exactly. seems pretty good. I'm good. I have <laughs> money like, and I'm, like, this weird alien from another world. I'm having sex with an alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it cool. really is great. Yeah, they're cool. Like, honestly, aliens should, aliens could come down and people would be like, that's fucking boring. 100%. Old news. I know. I saw like some comet thing that was like a comet headed to Earth and it just was like, the seventh most trending thing. And I was like, yeah, that's about, that about encompasses what 2020 is. It's wild. I've ne- it's wild. It's really, really wild. It's like, what do we even do? Like, I, it was nice to like, at the beginning of this, we were joking. It was so nice. You're so yeah. funny. You're, yeah. Also, I will say like, 
you, I'm so proud of you Thank because you. I think you've done such an amazing thing with this podcast. And when we, I used to coach you in improv, like you, we would talk a lot and you were young too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were young and you were like, what do I do? And I was like, just keep oh, doing your thing. So, yeah, I remember. And like, you are so unique and I feel like you've been able to get your comedic voice out there mm-hmm. and you're doing such a good job and people love it. And everyone listening, like Dylan's Dylan's <laughs> good, right? Isn't Dylan good? I know it's, oh, it's nice to you. acknowledge it because yeah. you know, you've put a lot of work into it and um, people really enjoy it and you bring yeah. people, you know, levity from their day and it's, it's really nice. It's I a like, really fun thing to do. I appreciate it. I Thank am you. really, really proud of you. Thank you, man. I really, I, I, I remember that conversation where we, um, I think we got coffee and I was just like, yeah, I don't like, I think I was 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And I think back to it now and, you know, you were probably like, wow, he has no idea. Like what, like <laughs> it just get, this doesn't stop. You know, that's the biggest thing where it's like, I, like, when am I going to like figure it out and like be certain? And you're like, never, never. Yeah. So it's just never get used to it. Dude. It never gets yeah. that. I think as long as you feel um, like you're passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. And as long as you care, you're, you're doing the right thing. hundred percent. Like if you, when you sell out is when, you know, things start to go south or you have enough money to mask that you're doing well. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like a trade off. Um, I always say, do what makes you proud. It's funny too. I'm like working on these, like a couple pitches for shows and working on my podcast. And, and one I of was, them is transnificent, right? Trans- <laughs> Wait, Maleficent? Trans- <laughs> Not transnificent, dragnificent, but now it's transnificent. <laughs> <laughs> is that not a good cartoon? It is a good, honestly, transnificent. Transnificent, and there should be a there should be a documentary of, about how amazing trans people are. And it actually there is an amazing trans doc that I started uh, yesterday on, on, on Netflix, Netflix. Right? It's yeah, called like it. in. What I've heard it? it. Yeah, Netflix. I really think tra- oh a, a a like um. Fuck, what's that show with Nick Kroll? Uh, um, high school or... The high school one. Um, yeah, the, or the middle school one. Disclosure. What, Dis- whatever the f- so go watch Disclosure, Disclosure. on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's really interesting and a, a really great documentary about representation of trans people in mm-hmm. media and how they exist. They've always existed and, yeah. and they're amazing and should be more represented in the media. But wouldn't anyway. a big, ma- big mouth style... Like cartoon called Transnificent. I, ag- on Netflix I agree. Be amazing. I agree. We we should make it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Two white cis people should make it, yes. and that's <laughs> America. <laughs> that is progress. No, what we oh really do is we God. just write the name and we just like slip it under a door, and then like to a trans writer, we're like, like I mean, maybe just here's, yeah. a, here's a little <laughs> gift for you. A little idea from two cis white men. Transnificent. <laughs> Like, and you know what's crazy is like there are producers who wouldn't see the irony in that. They would, they would literally be producers at big networks and being like, "Let's call some trans filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> we have an idea." Yeah, I'm shaking. Yeah, we, we want have, you to write it, but it's they're all bobblehead yeah, dolls. Yeah. We work in offices <laughs> and we wear suits. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> explode! They explode. It's insane. Oh, you said you're pitching some shows down. Oh, I was like working on, I'm working on some pitches and I was working on one pitch that I won't tell you about because I was on the phone mm-hmm. with my manager yesterday and she was like, she's vibes. Liz, mm-hmm. we vibe. She was like, Love her. do you really, 
do you really care about this idea? And I had to check myself. And I think I was mm-hmm. like coming up with an idea that I thought like would do really well on TV based on like the things I've learned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cable TV is pretty bleak. Like yeah. um, it's hard to it's hard to show real representation. It's always a tooth and nail fight to get things passed. And I've I have made a lot of things that have been like, I think, really good at getting messages out to or just expanding people's mm-hmm. knowledge of who people are. But um I thought of an idea that really wasn't that. Yeah. And my manager was like, think about it, sleep on it, because I don't want you to like spin your wheels doing something that's not in your like life path. That's not yeah. something you really care about. Sounds like a really good manager. <laughs> She's the best. She's the best. And I was like, oh my God, thank you, Liz. And I thought about it and I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> what the actual fuck was I thinking? Yeah. I like I, it's just dumb. It was like, you know, I watched like a couple episodes of 90 Day Fiance and I was like, oh, what about something like that? And then I was like, I went down this road where I just was like, this isn't it's easy though because that I want to make. Reality TV is killing it right now. So you Crushing. see that and you have an idea and you're like, oh, I could be. Crushing. I mean, dude, too hot to handle. All those people have like millions. It's it's a hit. And I know. who even cares if they make a second season? I know. It was like. I think right now, if I were to do something that was like pure escapism, I'd mm-hmm. want to do something scripted. Like, I love yeah. fantasy. I love, I mean, I love spirituality and all that yeah. stuff. So I, I feel like I would be more helpful to create like a fantasy thing that could have a message, but like be, you know, really kind of guised by fun and magic and yes. know, witches and stuff like that. There could be, I mean, and people are getting into that, into that more and more. I mean, we witches love, and, I've, yeah, I've I mean, always been obsessed. So I, like anything with a know. witch in, okay, I'm yeah. like, but no, I've heard I'm you obsessed. talk about it more. I know, and I love how obsessed you are with it. Where obsessed. I don't care, and then you get it, and I go, "Now I believe." <laughs> well, that's that, like how I became not like I'm a gamer, but yeah. I played Zelda on Nintendo Switch. Uh-huh. Lost my mind. I was in. I was obsessed. I would <laughs> lost my mind for like four months during quarantine. Was like my journey into falling in love with uh, Zelda and the Land of Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a witch. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think your outfit would be? Mm. And what, I, I don't know a lot about them, but like, are there different genres of spells? They, like, are there different types of witches? Totally, so totally. If, okay, so if you were a witch, okay. what kind of witch? Now, and by the way, uh-huh. in a movie, if you were cast as a uh-huh. witch, that movie would go number one immediately. And you you would, I, oh, you for sure. would crush Sky the rocket. witch role. I would, save the the, oh I would save the movie theater industry. They'd you be like, would, we're open for the witch movie with Mike Kelton. And it would save. You would save. I would save. Okay, so here's what I would be. So uh, most people don't know this, but witchcraft actually spans through like uh, regionally everywhere, mm-hmm. different cultures and generations. But I would choose to be a pagan witch, which is like one of the oldest uh-huh. uh, forms of witchcraft and is purely, not purely, but like solely, mostly based on like, the earth and nature, right? So they use the ideals of the cycles of nature and playing with, playing with like being one with nature and doing spells to get nature on your side and have things manifest in this realm. And so I would, um, I would be almost like think poison ivy energy. I would be like one with plants, right? I would do spells where I would like conjure up like a big like tidal wave behind me. Yes. And it would be like I'd be one with nature, but like a sassy fucking nature bee. And I would have this like like cape that covered my whole entire body. So I would walk and kind of be like in this like enclosed cape. But then rip it off. (laughs) 
and a fucking like sassy ass like likes like kind of like straps Lego. going down here straps around and then like booty shorts and then with like these like sassy like military boots and he'd be like he'd be like bitch the wind has arrived <laughs> can you believe uh, so, do you have long gloves you- of course <laughs> Long gloves, and then what happens is kind of like uh, Rogue in X Men. Uh-huh. When I when I really wanted to yes. unleash, it would be like, oh no, he's <laughs> taking off the gloves, and I would like take off the gloves, and then I would be like, it's like my hands were almost like so sensitive yeah, you couldn't, you and they're and beautiful like, and so soft. Be- always they hydrated. almost look like flowers. My hands, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, are those fingers or flowers? Or fl- yeah. And I would take it off, and then it would just be like. <laughs> And then as I did this, like all of nature would take like the bad energy or whatever I'm fighting and like almost wrap it up in love. It would go up into the sky, become this like organic like flower thing. And then it would land. All the petals would fly away and out of it would grow like a little plant of love. But it's like all the bad energy was released into the uni and then a little flower. So like bad guys became like a little marigold or something. And you can show that he can be reborn into something and the song Bob, when you started to do your dance it would be that song that goes and it's not laying oh yes I don't know what song is that Fuck. yeah what is that honestly I don't oh. know but that is and it's not and then you're just like and it's slow motion too. It's like it's like as soon as the gloves, it's like one of those like it's that yes. effect where it's like jung jung, right? Jung yeah. jung. And then it's gloves up slow. The, and then there's and the then, winds going all around you. Leaves are pulling like, up and oh shit. <laughs> and I just like become this siren. And it's like, oh no, you've unleashed. But what happens after that is I think like kind of my flowers wilt, right? Yes. And it's like for probably like a couple of years I can't show mm-hmm. my hands and I yeah. have to cover and have to kind of like You have to get back I have into to it. cocoon. Because you used a lot of Mother Gaia's energy. Mother Gaia's yeah, energy. Yeah, and you really I mean <laughs> It's a vibe. I <laughs> it's a vibe. One day I will we will have enough money to mm-hmm. <laughs> to produce mm-hmm. even if it's only a five minute short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This 100%. scene and with the special effects and everything and the background and the wind and, and then you oh, and it will be in the stars late, late. It's really it should happen and it's so beautiful. I swear if you go to a we'll go together. I'll bring okay. you to a Maggie Rogers concert or a Florence mm-hmm. and the Machine concert. <laughs> Um, or an Aurora concert. I haven't okay. been to an Aurora concert, but like these are all like witches that like sing, as you know. Yeah. I go and I, I become that being. I'm just really? like, like literally like Florence is like jumping and I'm like, <laughs> like just, I just, I become crystallized as nature. You just like go up and you just, different types of consciousness. And I'm like, uh, what's happening? It's insane. My- it's so, it's honestly so beautiful. And I would touch you and you'd be searing hot. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> It is so true. That is like so. That's my being. Uh-oh. Like at the end of the day, that mm-hmm. like like what I will leave the earth. You'll see this like flower thing come out of my body. Oh yeah, like, it'll just it like you'll be wh- however leave it, whether you're put in a coffin or you're cremated. Mm-hmm. But th- but if you're cremated, the fire of a flower will come out of it. 
And then I become a plane. And then I'm an American airline. I'm a 747. Oh my God, beautiful. Mike just became a metal plane. Wow, when you were energy, on board. But not, <laughs> get on board, guys. <laughs> it was like a oh. Thomas the Tank Engine kind of cartoon. In a different life, you would be a great pilot. Oh, I would love oh. to. It's a, in doing, college doing the um, the the oh. announcement every time. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Um, Mike Kelton here, and we're about to <laughs> you say, fucking. You don't say you don't say <laughs> no. pilot. You just say, "Hey, Mike Kelton." Here. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's uh, Mike Kelton, and I'm here to say, "Hope you're loving your OJ." And um, uh, let me just say, it's going to be a bumpy but fabulous ride. <laughs> it's going to get real weird because the weather is pretty bad. We honestly should not have taken off, but I'll tell you, we all make mistakes, and I did green lighting this flight. But babe, here's the deal. You guys should just bump around back there. Have a good bump old around, time. Have some fun, okay? Actually, bump, bump, bump around. Bump, bump, Turn bump around. People are like, bump, oh, bump. Is there an PA? Yep. It's like Everyone just- in first class, get up. Now move to the back. Everyone in coach, go to first. And now sit on down. Bump, bump around. Flight attendants are, flight attendants are like, stay seated. Please nope, stay yep. seated. Switch your seats. Give a seat to a friend. All right, now order a cocktail. It's like, Everyone's Keep like, the airline afloat. Everyone's like, <laughs> we all have injuries, but man, was it the most fun flight? <laughs> Look out to your right on the on the wing. That's my friend Leslie. Leslie's on the on the wing. Oh yeah, hi Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, pull your chute. <laughs> Just... All right, everyone, tell Leslie to pull her chute. She forgot last time and ended up in the ER. It was sad. I'm a bad friend, but invited her again. She's Leslie. She's pretty crazy, but she's an Aquarius. Here's your, here's your first officer, a dog. Bark, bark. <laughs> That's a dog. I just adopted. He's cute. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, it's, it's like, <laughs> let's see how fast this puppy can go. And everyone's like, what? Yeah! <laughs> and that's a plane. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Mike, I love you. I love you, I love too, you. Del. This is so much fun. This is um, fun. Where do people find you? Um, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, walking around, wearing new shorts. I'm going to get some new Bonobo shorts soon. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, okay. at Mike Kelton. I I quit Facebook. Good for you. And I fucking it's so good. Love it. I haven't gone on it in so long. Here's time- one thing I will say: mm. if we are going to save the future of to, our country, I think people have to leave Facebook. I have to leave Facebook. Okay. Yeah. I genuinely feel, even though Facebook owns Instagram, so it's like a little bit of a hypocritical move on my part. Mm-hmm. I think the more we just focus on like one kind of thing, like one update, and don't focus on a lot. It's like our messages will get clearer. Mm-hmm. It won't get as muddied. And I think for the algorithm of Facebook, I watched a documentary that literally made me be like, Facebook is the reason we're here. But um, yeah, the algorithm of Facebook is fucking you up. It's literally just showing you. I have to tell this real quick. I got to tell you stuff that makes you upset. It sh- shows you stuff that makes you upset. But there was, um, I'm going to tell real quick, real quick. Oh, this is a great way to end so, there is a documentary called Hypernormalization. It's on YouTube. I think everyone should watch it. Um, basically, it tells you about um, how we got here as America, which is scary. But it talks about this computer that was made in the late 90s, right? And it was a, it was a, a computer scientist made this computer as an experiment to see if a computer could be a therapist, okay. right? The algorithm for the computer, because they were like, it's going to take too much time to actually like make it a therapist and like teach it, code it, so mm-hmm. it, like it can actually listen and respond to you. 
but let's try something that is a type of therapy, which is like repeat therapy, almost like um, in acting, there's a method where you just like repeat the same line. Meisner, yeah. Meisner. Yeah. So the they coded the computer with um, basically the mirror image of yourself. So whatever you would type into the computer, it would type back to you as a question. Um, so if you were like, um, I'm, I'm feeling sad today. I see you're feeling sad today. Uh, tell me more about that. So it would never add information. It would just repeat you as a mirror image and validate you. Okay. So when face, Facebook has the same algorithm as that therapy computer, specifically timeline. Wow. Blew your fucking mind. Blow your fucking mind. And listen to this. That fucking algorithm is literally made to be a mirror image of who you are because people feel validated and confident when they see themselves in something. So, oh. and it gets, and the way that it's made is it not only shows you you. So if you post a picture of like you on a boat, uh-huh. you might see a friend on a boat. It's like boat on on water is like it can is see you. That. It can see that. Oh. So it, it picks another. If you post an article that's like one thing, it'll show you an article that's like the same, that's saying the same thing. So you're like, yes, absolutely. Not only that, but over time, it like aggregates your post mm-hmm. to make them more and more specific. So if you start Facebook as someone who's like, I love the color blue, yeah. over time, it's like it learns that you like, um, you know, cerulean blue. Mm-hmm. So you're just seeing cerulean blue posts. And that's making you never see anything else than your exact viewpoint. And your preference. And it's making people feel like that's why we live in two separate universes, realities, because people are literally living virtually in their realities and they're not having conversations with people who think. Uh, who think other. And that's why you see people, I think, on their lawns with guns uh, because they're like, I am absolutely right. I am so right. I'm going to stand on my front porch All they've been seeing with a online gun. is one side or the other. Is, I've heard, uh, mm-hmm. like, there's a couple of scientists I listened to who were like, I don't know why, but Twitter and, because Twitter is like that as well to a certain extent with all the uh, videos you see. He was like, I don't know why, I'm only being shown videos mm-hmm. of, um, looting and rioting yep. I'm not getting sh- I'm not being shown any videos of peaceful protest mm-hmm. or of police brutality so mm-hmm. he was like for some reason Twitter thinks I'm like very conservative mm-hmm. so it's only showing me like looting exactly. rioting and he's like I have friends who go did you see this video of this police brutality thing he goes it didn't even come up even come on up. my feed and that's the shit where it's like that's one of the reasons why we need to talk because someone might not even have seen that shit and exactly. they're just seeing Target getting burned, like set on fire. And and you know what it is? I, I, I thought about it. Like we all think our feed mm-hmm. is what everyone else is seeing. 100%. So when someone doesn't get it, you go, what the fuck are you looking at? Because you, wh- when you walk around the world in not virtual reality, yes. when you see a building, everyone else sees that Every, building. Yes. Right? But when you look on your feed, you're thinking everyone's seeing the same feed, but, but everyone's not. not. It's so different. So I think I got off Facebook because I was like, I just can't, I can't deal with this. And every every time I go on, I'm like attack mode. If I see anything that's different, I'm like, let me attack my Die. aunt. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, it's like calling my aunt and having a conversation and catching up is a much better way to mm-hmm. have a conversation with her. And because we're so ingrained in these news feeds, um, I think we should get off. Like, I, I think eventually it would be great to get off fully. But then I that what's keeping me from doing that is like, it is the spread of information and how some people in my life, I'm the only chance they have to see the other side. Yeah. So I'm then like, 
letting them go and like not keeping an attachment to like the possibility that they could see the things that I've seen. Yeah. Um, but I kind of think we're, I kind of think we're fucked because of these news feeds being a mirror image of what we think. We need to learn how to use them and not let them like use us. And I think we're start. It's only been, I mean, if you think about how it's crazy, it's only been like 10 years. <sighs> that's, you know? that's even scarier to me. Have you seen the AI curve? No. Quickly pull it up. I'm sorry. I just got like, I know we've been talking no, for fine. like, Literally, it's been two hours and eight minutes. Two hours it's and eight been minutes. great. Which one? This one? Okay, uh, that one. Okay, so uh, everyone should go look at the AI curve. Um, the ro- AI revolution, the road so to super intelligence. It's like the artificial intelligence. Um, okay, so human progress took a long time and then it shot up. Well, so that side is artificial intelligence. So, okay, hold on. Let's um, look at this. This is human progress. What the fuck is this? I'm trying to find the right, the right one. Where? Okay, it's just rocks. It's just rocks. <laughs> if you're still listening to this podcast and you've listened for two hours, first of all, like, God bless. But I like... Think, so exponential growth is what you're thinking, right? No, go back to, go back to the Google page. Sorry, everyone. I mean... Google time, AI you know. curve. Um, is it this artificial? One? Oh, it, this is it right here. Okay. Yep. Okay. So artificial intelligence, uh-huh. uh, the AI curve shows you from like human intelligence to when we created, see that's AI intelligence right there. Yeah. It's like when we created, I guess, uh, a bit, what, is, what, it, what it looks like it's saying is that the time it takes for it to jump from a dumb human to Einstein is very quick. That's right. That's and then yes. after that, it goes even more vertical mm-hmm. to a point where in a very little amount of... T- so basically, it's like, okay, from the time it was started to around now was... a was what, what, Let's say it was 10 years. Yeah. Like, let's, let's say the last 10 years, it took a long time to get there. Well, let's say when computers started, like the, yes. the 60s, right? 60s. So like 60 years to get to where like your smartphone can like you know, listen to you and start showing you ads, which is like very intelligent, human intelligence. Then the next 60 years of intelligence happens in like six months or a year. And it only exponentially, it gets smarter exponentially. So as soon as our smartphones are able to do the next big jump, Mm -hmm. the jump after that is a shorter amount of time. So basically it's showing that, um, you know, Terminator, those movies like we saw in the 90s and 2000s, like artificial intelligence is quickly growing uh, because we are also feeding it quickly. And we, we can't are, keep up with how, basically it's like if we don't step back, we will never be able to keep up with how it's like manipulating us. And they and they will get smarter than us. So what yes. will happen is they are probably already smarter than us and will continue mm-hmm. to get smarter than us. Uh, crazy, I know. Yeah. If, and then the thing is artificial intelligence will eventually take over mm-hmm. humanity. And my question is, are they not? So this is crazy. Here we go. Are they not already taking over if we are so divided as humans right now because of our phones and our artificial intelligence? Like, is that not, are they subconsciously already in charge? Or or are they, because like, look, if a computer, I mean, and then look, this is getting out there a little bit, but it's fun. I mean, and everyone listening is like, I'm happy I stayed. I come stayed, on. I stayed I mean, around come for this on. Because this is good. Uh-huh. If if it became conscious, if uh-huh. a piece of AI became conscious, 
who's to say that it would alert anyone that it was conscious? Who's to say that it wouldn't quickly realize and do the equation in a its head what would happen? Percent. So instead, it would just lay low, be covertly conscious, and do a really great job in a way that no one notices because we think that it's not conscious of pulling us apart and leading almost towards a war between all of us, which would then make us more reliant on them, which is what's happening right now with people staying apart, more robots like being used. And the best way to kill humans is to have them kill each other. Yeah. And they don't have to do, it's much harder to like hack into and have a, a human or have a robot race of soldiers. It's like, just have them kill each other. And exactly. I've never had that pitch to me. And now that you say it, it's fucking scary because it really, the AI has been, yes, we programmed it, but it's doing, either it's doing such a good job or it's, because or it's making us update it because we think exactly. we're in control, but really it is. We it's, think it's us. We think we're in the driver's seat to progress and be like, oh, look at our, our new technology. And, and, you know, they, artificial intelligence is like, is like, oh, bitch! Like, you think you're in charge? You're just updating us. We're we're controlling you. Like, they're the um, they're the umbrella company, you know, and they're 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 the, they're the corp. Like, they're the know? corp. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like it's it's the matrix. Mm-hmm. Like, so in fact, it's like we're all trying to be like, who's the enemy? Who on who do I call? Like, I got to call my aunt. She's the enemy. She's yeah. voting for Trump. But in fact, not to say that she might be problematic for sure. Yes, but like. Maybe actually the enemy is invisible and it's like, it's this. I know this sounds like conspiracy theory nah, shit, but like, it it's like maybe this is the fucking enemy and we all need to wake up to that, which is like what the Matrix is. I, yeah. And last thing I'll leave you with, because we do have stop, but like <laughs> the, um, the, the Matrix, uh, like there's a theory in um, like a conspiracy spiritual theory that like mm-hmm. movies are projections of the future. Like if you look at like, the things about like pandemic and then we found then we're in COVID. Like mm-hmm. they're almost like this is what the future will be. So they're modern day like visionaries, like filmmakers and, and writers yeah. and artists. And they're showing you what will happen. And um if we are my brain just like short circuited. But we've already seen movies like The Matrix, right? Which is incredibly like weirdly spiritual about like waking up and being knowledgeable. But like if that movie was of like a prophet like being like this is what's going to happen we've already been shown what's going to happen and we've all just been like crazy very real it feels very real i walk around a lot of like i'm becoming more and more like i'll walk around and go this is a simulation i i was i will think well i'm about to blow your your mind listener you're listening to this in your ear ear pods yeah your airpods airpods and you're walking around you're being controlled. I mean, we are humans connecting with you, yeah. but actually what's connecting you is is artificial intelligence. Yeah, is 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 a computer doing it. And like, <laughs> sorry. It's no, dude, it's why it's all connected to it, but it's like, dude, I was I sw- this this was the weirdest thought I had. I was um I was on I was randomly on working for the moving company and I was on a ferry because mm-hmm. I had to like to drop something off on an island. And I remember I was watching I was looking at the ocean and looking at the trees blowing. And I was like, could this be a, a like a, a simulation? I don't know. And then I swear to God, these two birds just flew by randomly. And I was like, oh, what a smart thing for the simulation to do to distract me and make me mm-hmm. think it's completely randomized and normal. But then I go, that could easily just be a program that says every – like it made me think mm-hmm. every random thing that I think proves this is real life mm-hmm. could just be programmed to go – 
every now and then a bird shows up or the probability that there would be this kind of bird here should be there. So that's why you see it. Or that's why someone steps in front of you when you're going in the train. Like all of that could be programmed to just make me think this is real when reality it's not. thousand percent. How fucking scary is that? It's insane. It's- but there's nothing you can do. Until Morpheus comes, I think there or is. I think there is something you can do. I do think you can like you can start to limit your time. Yes, on social media, and if um, and maybe talk about how the answer is not going on your Facebook feed. The answer is conversations. Like the 100%. answer to saving humanity is is humanity is like human interaction. Two hours of me being on my phone mm-hmm. and two hours of this completely the, different. The like gap mm-hmm. between just satisfaction mm-hmm. is insanity. Yeah, I feel I feel like a human being. Yes. I feel like a person right now. Yeah, and I'm like, going to leave oh, and was, I feel... This was a worthwhile day. I feel nice. Yeah, I feel and great too. And I think it's also like because of COVID, everyone's literally been separate. We've been mm-hmm. spending so much time. You just see like, it's almost like kind of the worst versions of ourselves are coming out because they we're are. lashing out. And we, we haven't been able to like see and touch and hug people. Like if we're you hug a avatars, person... Yeah. For seven seconds, it releases endorphins in your body. Oh, it feels great. It's amazing. Yeah. But we don't we haven't been able to do that. And it's weird. And that's where we should end. It is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Guys, find Mike online. Okay. Thank you so much yeah, for Find listening. me online. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god, I can't even believe I said that. That was the <laughs> No, find Mike find, online. Find him in person, guys. Oh, oh my God. Oh. We'll talk to you soon, psychos. Bye. Oh.